What's going on, Drinking Boys? Brand new podcast coming right at you, but you know what we got to do first. We got to talk about those things that generate a little revenue. First and foremost, we're brought to you by the Patreon at patreon.com slash Slayer. You want the video versions early? You just want to support the show. You want to see the uncensored video versions? All on the Patreon. Occasionally, I throw some other shit up there. I have not as late, but I will definitely get around to it sooner or later. It's just been chaos in my life. Utter utter chaos in my life check out what we do have on the patreon there's some good stuff coming down the pipe that is going to be patreon exclusive and you can support the podcast for as little as three dollars a month it's less than the cost of a beer so what are you waiting for go to patreon.com slash matt slayer right now we are also brought to you by the merch stores there's two of them now there's awd.net slash merch, which is the Redbubble store that has a lot of my art prints and a little bit of the actual merch. And then we have the merch store that is attached to the YouTube channel at and now and dash now, whatever, right? Go to YouTube, click the link there. <laughs> That's where I'm going to be throwing more of the shirts and like wearable merchandise. Made some dope new and now we drink shirts and like new hats. So check those out. Last but certainly not least, the very easiest way to support this show. It's twofold. Real, really painless. Signal boost. Tell your friends. Retweet. Rethread. Reskeet. There's like five Twitter clones out this week. Just find one. Signal boost. Signal boost. Tell your friends. The other way. The other super easy way to support this show. Go to youtube.com slash and now we drink and subscribe. It costs you nothing. We are all about feeding the algorithm, so just do that. And, oh, did I mention that the audio episodes are ad-free on the Patreon? Because that's also a thing, too. I'm sure you're sick of hearing all the ads by this point. But let's get on with the actual episode. My guest this week is the one, the only, Hazel Grace. Hazel is on a quest to find herself a new boo, and we talk a lot about that. We talk about Melanin, her production company, what her goals are in the industry, a lot of travel stuff. This was a Super fun episode. Hazel and I went and got trashed at the comedy store like right after this recording. It was a really fun night. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. I'm great. How are you, Matt? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm uh, not sure if I'm hungover or just tired. Uh, yeah. I I don't get hangers very often, but I slept like shit last night, so. You slept like shit last night? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, I haven't really gotten much sleep lately. Why? What have you been doing since you're back to LA? Um, since I've been back to LA, oh, my God, I shot for adult time just yesterday. That was fucking amazing. Oh, I, oh. God, I love them so much. Amazing company. I haven't really been shooting that much mainstream, but I mean, if it's a girl, sign me up. Usually I'm like, <laughs> um, and anytime adult time or Brie Mills wants me, I'm like, oh my God, honored. Yes, I'll be there. 
Um, but yeah, and then I've been doing just a lot of photo shoots, rebranding my and my, just everything, my Instagram and just my brand in and of itself. Um, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with the photo shoots. We got I get to wear my cowgirl boots and my cowgirl hats, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and oh, I just broke up with a boyfriend that I had here in LA. Aw. I need a new LA boo. Yeah, no aw. I was, it, at first it was aw, but he literally just like is off of his rocker. So it's whatever. I mean, that's how us dudes in LA roll. Uh, yeah. On to the next. On to the next. So <laughs> let's try to find you a love connection. What are you looking for in your LA boo? So what am I looking for in my LA boo? Um, uh, a more intelligent, uh, I would like, I would like a lawyer, but this, I've had them before here and I would just like a better one. <laughs> So you want to hire class alone? I don't even want to hire you. Like, you just I want someone, right? Like, you need to have some brains about you, right? There's people that are intelligent that aren't lawyers. They do exist. Okay, but I mean, just that type of person, right? So have your shit together. Just have your shit together. And that's it. And take me on nice dates and make me work out. And that's it. Go on hikes and kayaking and, you know, yeah, all the fun stuff. Outdoorsy smart person. Yeah. All right, all right. I don't know anyone like that. <laughs> Not no way. But, I mean, they're here. Let's oh, no, they're, they're definitely here. I just don't know them. And if they like country music, that's always a plus. If they listen to country music, they're always just top of the list for me. Top of the list. Anyways, cheers. Cheers. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. My pleasure. But we will we'll find you that intelligent, outdoorsy motherfucker. They got to exist. Thank you. I'm looking for one in every state, to be honest. So, so far, I mean, I've got New York taken care of. Mm. Um, uh, then I forgot everybody else. <laughs> Miami, Florida is basically taken care of. Utah, got a boo thing in Utah. Nice. Um, but all the other states, I guess, are open now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, back home's open, too. Yeah, Alabama's open, and I'm going home next next week. I get to see my mom, my dad. I'm so excited. Um, and just be a redneck. I got my Birmingham shirt on today. I'm representing. Just like so excited to go home. Yeah. Um. Uh. I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. But yeah, I'm looking for an Alabama boo, Georgia boo. Do I have a Georgia boo? No, I don't have a Georgia boo. Yeah, I could use a Georgia boo. Yeah. <laughs> L. A. is a priority for me right now because I'm here all the time, and I'm just like, Ugh, I could use, you know, I want to hang out with somebody. I want to bother somebody. Makes sense. Cuddle. Aw, aw. <laughs> I want to cuddle. Aw, aw. We'll find someone to cuddle you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know, I what? do like I do like chubby guys with beards. That aww. is a thing for me. Are, are you soliciting me right now for the job? <laughs> hey, so you'd be like, yo, Matt, yeah, you can slide in. You can slide in for the job. <laughs> I, I hate to break you. I'm not very smart. <laughs> not very smart. Oh, God. I can send you some articles. <laughs> not very smart. <gasps> I'll put out, but I'm not very smart. I'll put out, but just don't expect. I'll let you know when I'm desperate. Oh wow! <laughs> retracted, I mean, retracted, if that's retracted. That's all you're gonna give me. If all you're gonna give me, I'll is cuddle I'll put out. I'll cuddle. I'll, if that's all put out, then I'll just let you know when I get there. When I'm just like, okay, I can't find anyone else. To I'll just, I'll take. No, no, no. Retracted it. <laughs> At the minute I'm the consulate, retracted. I got too much self-esteem for that shit. Like, I'm drunk. Good, good though. I'm drunk. I'm in some country bar. No one's doing Matt, my Matt might be around. No, 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 no. So you don't take 3 a.m. booty calls? 
Oh, I mean, I do if they're already well established. If, but it, uh, <laughs> not as like the first time. Like if it's an ongoing thing, sure, I'll take the three AM booty call. Be like, oh yeah. And, okay, okay. But it, we just need to be established. Right, right exactly. Right. Like, okay. like when so it's. I need to take you on a date first. Buy you dinner is what you're saying. Right. I mean, you got the opportunity to. We're going to a comedy show right after this. You could buy me dinner. Okay. I will buy you dinner. Shit, I didn't make myself date ready tonight. I gotta. <laughs> I may need like <laughs> I need I need may need fifty minutes to you know you know do some weed whacking real quick. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not date ready at the moment. Yeah, date ready. Oh, God. Sometimes I've just forgotten and showed up and just like, oh, yeah, I'm hairy. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah, but dudes, dudes are like, all right, whatever. Some like it, some don't. Well, it's not my preference, but I've never been like, oh, fuck this. I'm out. There's hair. No, they're never just going to leave. <laughs> right, exactly. They're never just going to leave. The, there might be like, if it's like a weird smell down there, it might be like, okay, maybe, maybe not. But hair, hair ain't a disqualifier. Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, some guys are actually, like, really obsessed with it. And I prefer to not because I wish I could just, like, get the courage and go ahead and start waxing and just get rid of Or laser just so I don't have to anymore, you know? But because I hate shaving and I'd love to just go a month and just be in, like, a... Then why don't you just do the laser? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an excuse. I just haven't done it. I just haven't signed up. That's literally it. It's LA. Like, there's laser cl clinics like every five feet. I'm sure when we step outside, there'll be like a two of them. How often do you have to get the treatments? I wonder though. Cause you know, like, cause I'm not here all the time. It's I just left New York for a week. I haven't been home in a month almost in Florida. I moved to Florida. Oh, you moved to Florida? Yeah. And I haven't been home in a month. Um, I haven't worked out in a month with my new trainer. Like, holy shit. Like, a lot has changed in like the limited amount of time since I last saw you. Like, I found a trainer. Well, it's like, Last time I talked to you, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you were like happily married and living in Alabama still. And no, I'm still happily married, but I think we were we were in Florida still around that time. We both grew up in Alabama. I think is how you what you remember. I drank a lot. Yeah, you're like it's it's okay. We're we I met him in Alabama. We grew up in Alabama. Um, we moved to California together when we were both around 20, 21. And we lived in San Diego for four and a half years. That I remember. Yeah, and then, it's coming back to me. Yeah, yeah. And then we went out to Florida. And now he's in Texas and I'm in Florida. Um, he's working and I'm working. And yeah. But I've just been all over the place. Atlanta, Miami, New York, and LA. And then I get to go home because I miss Mother's Day and Father's Day. So I'm going to go home to Alabama. And then July 1st, I get back to Florida to, to my room. Yay. God, it's been fun, though. Oh, my God, New York. So many people honked at me. I was doing photo shoots and stuff in the street. It was so much fun. It was awesome. New York's one of those places I love to visit. I don't want to live there. You don't want to live? Yeah, I don't want to live there at all, whatsoever. I did a podcast up there that was pretty cool, one that the city girls did. Nice. I felt honored. It was like, nice. uh, it's called Horrible Decisions. I think my episode's coming out, like, July or June 16th. July 16th. Yeah. Because... June 16th already passed, didn't it? That's a thing, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I had to look down like, what day is it? Fuck. <laughs> we both drink too much. <laughs> whoa, whoa, we're not dead. It's not too much. It's not too much. Like, the, at the point where it kills you, that's too much. Mm. I was listening to a podcast recently that Dr. Drew was on, and he's like, Ooh. it's addiction when it starts negatively impacting your life. There's consequences to your action. I'm like, I am not an addict. Yes. yes. Fuck yeah. Thank you, Dr. Drew. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Drew. Thank you for the reassurance. I right? appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I got my shit together. I show up to work. 
I will go out and party um, tonight with you guys. I don't know what time I get home. I don't fucking care. I could get home at midnight. I could get home at 3. I could get home at 5 a.m. I'm still going to wake up at 8 because my body's trying to do that. And I'm going to do my shit and my things. You're better than me. I ain't waking, yeah. up, I ain't waking up at 8 tomorrow. Fuck no. <laughs> I've, I, I love being a morning person. I do. And so I've trained myself to just push through it and do it. I love it. I love it. Because you, you get more done in the day. You feel better about yourself. You have more time to, like, process things. Because I'm one of those people that, like, I wake up. I didn't used to be like this. I used to, like, I'd be a crackhead. And I'd wake up and just jump out of bed and get start going. Now I need, like, 30 minutes to an hour just laying there in bed, maybe on my phone, maybe just, like, processing, like, life is a thing, you know, <laughs> and then start my day. Oh, I do that, too. But I do that around noon. Around noon. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I often don't go to bed till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Well, yeah. Wow. No, I still sometimes don't go to bed. It's been uh, weeks since I've had proper sleep. Matt, weeks. <laughs> just need someone cuddling you. I That's mean, a. I, I need cuddling. I just want cuddling. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's been awesome though. And but you know I have a melanin too that I'm trying to push. So it's just I have too many. I have a, not too many, but I have a lot of different things that I'm doing too. Well, and that's the thing about entrepreneurship that people don't fucking talk about is like you got to sacrifice so much if you actually want your fucking business to grow. Yes, yes, and to thrive. I'm trying to be with the likes of Vixens and Brazzers and Playboy one day, you know. And so, and I'm just little old me, and so I'm just doing everything I possibly can to get there. You want a harem of like seven girls? Um, I want to be like Hugh Hefner, right? And so, like, I'll have, like, um, my husband and I will have our, our big mansion. And then, like, or preferably, I'll do it a different way. How about this? Because this is, this is really the dream. Big plot of land. Nice sized house. Like, two, three, four bedrooms. Nice size, like, uh, basically glass, but, like, farmhouse. But, like, most of, mostly glass on a big plot of land with a bunch of tiny houses. Like, four on this side, four on this side. And um, the girls, my bunnies, uh, will get their own little tiny house. And my husband and I will live in the main house. And this property will be fenced in. And it'll have a lot of greenery. It'll have, like, a garden in the back where we can grow our own foods and our pot. And we can be nude on this property. It'll be, like, yeah. And so, like, that's the ultimate. Are, are the bunnies allowed to leave? Because this is giving yes, me. No, no, no. They're allowed to come and go freely. Okay. Because this is giving me plantation vibes. Go freely, 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 freely. Um, it's it's supposed to give, like, Hugh Hefner vibes with my southern twang. Okay. because like You remember the bunny? The main oh, oh, yeah. But they're all in the main they house. go and leave, though. I know. Right? Well, that's why I asked. Because, like, <laughs> the, the whole, like, southern, like, you know, oh, they live in tiny houses behind the house. Like, I'm like. Behind the house. I'm like, damn it. They're in the front of the house. They're lined up in the front, and I think we'll put the garden and stuff in the back. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was, I was just getting. I'm like, damn, Hazel, damn. Uh. I mean, you, you do you, and if they're consenting, cool. I mean, yes. if that's everyone's fantasy. That's fine. Consent. But it's just like <laughs> consent is key, right? No plantation vibes. We actually only shoot women of color, so I guess that would like no, but no plantation vibes at all whatsoever. We are free. We are, yeah, living our best lives. Good. But yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get there one day. And that takes a lot of work coming from like a little bit, little bitty old Alabama. And so, yeah, every day is a grind and people don't talk about that. Like my Instagram life looks so perfect and so happy and so stress-free and like it, 
I have those blissful moments and I'm I'm glad that I captured them and then I can look back on them and be like, okay, and like, you know, live in that moment again for a moment. But like, it's not all the time. It's hard. It's so like tedious and stressful and, but like worth it because it's my baby. It's my project. It's creative. It's something I love and something I'm really passionate about. And so, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's just like social media is curated. Like people don't seem to realize like when you look at someone else's social media, like, Oh my God, they're doing like, no, no, no. That's what they're choosing to show you. That's not fucking everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what they are choosing to show you. And some people might be brave enough to show you them crying, but that is not me. I saw a TikTok of, um, you know, that sound that was going around. I don't know, but it was like, they would post the thing and say, I may be like, whatever, but I was never this. Right. And so they would say something like, um, no matter how bad life got, I never, uh, I never slashed my ex's tires. No matter how bad life got, I never uh, hit a woman or something crazy, right? And this guy was like, uh, no matter how bad life got, I never recorded a video of myself crying and then actually posted it. And he like put actually in caps and I just sat there and I thought about it for a second because I feel like we've all been there. But there's a few brave ones of us that hit post, right? (laughs) we've all been like i just want to show the world right and then like made the brave decision to just like maybe not do that right let's not show them us hysterically crying but then some people are just like i don't give a fuck send post so i'll talk about that shot here but i ain't posting that video my toxic masculinity like there's still some of it there and that that toxic toxic masculine trait is like nah i ain't posting me crying As much as I don't give a fuck about what people say about me on the internet, I'm still not putting that shit out there. Like, yeah, no, no, like it's enough. Like, I'm literally getting fucked on the internet. I think that's quite enough. <laughs> right? That's quite enough. Like when my dad passed in 2017, I bawled like a fucking baby. Like I was, I was, I was, I was fine. I was fine. I was fine. And like I went to go to work, and like the garage downstairs for whatever reason couldn't open, so I couldn't leave for work. One thing goes wrong, and it all yeah the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, I came upstairs. I poured myself a bourbon. I lit a cigar. That is some Chris Stapleton shit right there. Did you listen to some good music? Uh, Try it out. Yeah, I was just like, I parked my car, I called work. I'm like, I can't get out. I just can't today. Like, grabbed a cigar, poured myself a bourbon, and balled my fuck. And like, I didn't even particularly like the man, but yeah, I know, I, I know what you mean though. Still, it's 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 one of those things. Any anybody family, whether you like them or not, it's it's difficult. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, my my sister passed away recently. Oh my god, do you have? I feel like everyone has that like annoying family member. I don't know if you're cool talking about your family member. Yeah, <laughs> everybody has that one that everyone's like. I feel like most families have that one screw up or that one that's like, oh okay, right. That, okay. That's me. I, mean, I am. Is that you? Oh, <laughs> I am the black sheep, and like the beautiful thing is like there's currently on and off family drama, and it's just like, oh, I'm not involved with it because none of these people expect shit from me. <laughs> But basically, yeah, like, he just, like, he, I think his toxic masculinity wouldn't let him be sad. So he just, like, acted out during yeah. the entire process of, like, the funeral and everything. And it was just, like, okay. <laughs> Everybody else was just, like, crying and, like, letting it out. Just let it out. We're humans. We cry sometimes, you know. And there's a time and a place. And when you're with family, that is the time and the place. And when you have a bourbon and a cigar and some good music, and that is the time and the place. Yeah, let it out. Yeah, but scream into a pillow, punch a, but don't punch anything. I didn't punch anything. Instead, I made a really like 
what, what apparently offended a bunch of people post on social media about it. Like on like my personal Facebook, I'm just like, hey, the man who fucked me into this world, you know, shuffled off this mortal cycle to the, this mortal coil today. That's pretty radical and wording. <laughs> like some people who, you know, I I have prudish people. Well, it's not even prudish people. Like I I have a now former friend who lost his father probably about ten years earlier, and he was much closer to his father. And like because of how I handled my father's situation, like we're I'm fairly certain that's why we're not friends anymore. Oh wow! But I mean, everybody's situation is different, you know. Right. Well, and it's just one of those things. Like, unfortunately, you hear what Eminem has to say about his father. <laughs> well, it's one of those things with this friend. Like this friend is on this former, I guess, former friend is very judgmental. And it's just like, they're just projecting like their own father's shit on me. And it's just like, no, man, like my father and I did not get along. I tried to do the best by him I could at the end. Yeah. Just as like a human thing. But at the end of the day, him and I didn't get along. So why fake it? Yeah. Why fucking fake it? I only, yo, he he died of Alzheimer's. And like, Uh I tried to make sure like, even though I hadn't spoken to him in like seven, eight years, like I tried to make sure he was in a decent home. Nice. Because like. That's the worst way for someone to fucking go. Yeah, it is. Just forgetting everything. Well, it's not even that. Like, the motherfucker I was getting reports from the nurses, the dude, because he was only in his 70s, and he's in a fucking home, he's, like, one of the youngest people there, and he just legitimately thought he was at work. Like, imagine that. Like, you're at the last months of your life, and you think you're at work. Like... Yeah, it is just. What did he do? I mean, he did a various number of jobs over the years, but like never worked in healthcare. He just, (laughs) just he thought he was at fucking work. Like why? I guess in his mind, why else would he be in a home? He's obviously here to like. And when he passed, I donated his body to science, and that did not that rubbed some people the wrong way too. What do you mean, people? That's been happening for since life began. Well, and. How do they expect us to learn more about the human body and the human brain and disease? Especially someone who has Alzheimer's. like mm-hmm. Especially something we're trying to cure. Something we need a cure for. Anybody that has Alzheimer's or Parkinson's disease or dementia or anything of that sort should definitely be donating their brain and uh, other parts to science for sure. Just to help. Because I'm sure they would want to help anybody else in the future that has that ailment. I mean, he didn't make any plans. Like, he had no plans, no wishes. So, like... And the reality of the situation, there was also just no money for mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. So. Everything in this country is way too expensive. But yeah. yeah. like And the funeral industry is a giant ripoff. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. I totally took away from, you know, the story of your sister. I'm so sorry. Like, no, no, no. It's fine. I that hijacked that story. shit. That was literally the story that everybody has. It like that person, you know, but like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Life. I know we just, we came here to have fun and we're like so death and the funeral industry and like dead family members. Welcome to it. Now we drink. I hope you all have poured yourself a stiff one because we're just about to be depressed in this motherfucker. That is what we are doing today. Okay. We're just talking shit about dead people. Hmm. Like, well, happy Pride Month, you guys. How about that? Yeah. That. Happy fucking. Oh, I keep getting my nails, so I'm always like a French tip person. Like always, just as. I'm basic and I always, I have anxiety over everything. And so I go to the nail salon, what color do you want? There's so many options. I don't know. What am I going to wear this week? I don't know. It's not going to match, right? I freak out over everything. So I always get friendships because it goes with everything. It's classy, right? Unless I want to be a whore that week and I get red. 
Um, so since it's Pride Month, I got like colored French tips, and I, I made them like random in my toes too. Um, and but like okay, so like the first two weeks, I had the pansexual flag because I'm I identify as pansexual. My husband identifies as pansexual. Um, and so I had like the yellow, uh, the pink, the yellow, and the blue. Um, and then I went back when they started chipping and I got just the regular rainbow. Happy Pride. I missed every Pride for every state I was in this month. Uh, <laughs> New York New York happens after I left. Uh, L.A. is happening after I leave. Um, Florida happens before I get back. Um, and Atlanta happens uh, in between my trips there. L.A. Pride already happened. Oh, well, see, I missed it. When It wasn't this week. I know that. No, it was like last weekend. Yeah, I was in New York. So I've missed, I, I knew that. Did you at least go down to that. like the stone wall? I remember when I looked at my planner for June, I I tried to plan out at least one of them. And I was like, I'm literally going to miss every single one. And that's bullshit. Um, and every single time I've been in New York, maybe six or seven times now, every single time I've gone, I've gone to Stonewall. Tell me why the fuck I didn't get to go to Stonewall this time. I don't know. Poor planning? Because I was in fucking Brooklyn the whole time. Yeah, poor fucking planning. I mean, but it was a great trip. It was a lot of fun. I don't regret anything from it. But I do wish I could have squeezed Stonewall in, especially this month, um, especially considering that I'm not going to make a pride for the first time since I've come out. And yeah, and so like that's a big deal for me. I've gone every year since I've come out. Like um, I that had to be like 10 years ago. That's a bummer. Yeah. But there's always next year. Um, yes, there is always next year. And like, I don't know, as a cis white male, like I'm probably not the one to talk about, like, you know, pride's, pride's in the heart, like, right? Like, pride's in the heart. I live it every day. Pride is every fucking day, especially right now. Like, get, ugh, never mind, we're not going to get on that. But pride is every fucking day. And next year, I am plant when we get to like start planning June, which is I plan early because, you know, like I said, I have a lot of different things going on. January next year, I'm going to make sure everybody knows we're planning June around pride. Every state I hit in June next year, I will be there on their pride. Like, and then I think we were looking at it for next year, though. And what's funny is San Francisco, Denver, Colorado, Miami, Florida, New York, and somewhere else is all having their pride on the 25th next year, all in the same day. So I only get, like, out of all those options, I only get one, which I would love to hit Miami, New York, and Colorado. Well, if you did it right and... <laughs> You got hopped a plane. You could do New York and Miami. If I did it, oh, true. New York and Miami is a quick flight. You're right. Yeah. I mean, half the day there, half the day there, and a few hours in the airport. <laughs> well, especially like both those cities go super late. So true. So New York don't sleep. Man. Right. New York don't sleep. Miami goes fucking late. I mean, Miami starts early. Right. So Miami parties all day, baby. They wake up so 9 a.m. ready to go. Maybe start in Miami and then end it at New York yeah. Pride. I think so. I think so. We can do it. We can do it. Like, that's a short enough flight that you could do both in one day. Yeah, for real. And, like, think how epic that show would be. Like, that's right. <laughs> Two prides in one day. That would be amazing. That would be some shit for the books right there. Right? Yeah. I might have to make that happen, Matt. All right. I have to make that happen. For real. Well, next year, I'm super excited because I've never been to, like, okay, I've been to, like, one concert. But, like, I don't go to concerts. I don't go to festivals. I don't go to things. Um, I'm an outdoorsy person. I go on hikes. I go kayaking. I go to like nature parks, like like um, national parks and stuff. I have a national park pass, and I just do like outdoorsy stuff. I've been to Santa Monica Pier. I've been to like a Universal a bunch of times, like here in Florida. You know, like basic shit. But like uh, next year, I am planning. I have an assistant now. I'm so excited. So I had her 
look up all the events that I could possibly get to next year. So we're going to hit Comic-Con. We're going to hit Bonnaroo. We're going to hit um, Coachella. I'm going to hit two of my favorite country artists. Uh, my favorite country artists. That S word with the apostrophe is hard, right? Is it just me? You know the one where, like, you say, like, Chris, this is, or, like, Chris, but you put, like, the apostrophe at the end and you don't add another S? Right. Those words always trip me up in my head. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Those words literally always, am I the only one? It happens. Okay. I got to take a step back when I assume I'm like, that's just Chris. <laughs> I'm not Chris. Chris. Okay, I'm sorry. But yeah, no, we're going to hit uh, maybe a Luke Combs concert and a uh, Morgan Wallen concert next year. Uh, but yeah, like I said, Coachella, Bonnaroo. you going to do Stagecoach? Maybe Stagecoach. Um, I'm not so sure because I want to hit Burning Man. And that's all in the same area in the desert, you know, whatever. So I'm like, mm, might not be able to do both next year. But that's another thing. So like, I'm actually going to hit some football games, which I haven't done in years. I'm going to hit two of the big ones this year, but I'm not going to hit the one that hits close to home. So maybe the year after next, I'll hit Stagecoach and I'll hit the Iron Bowl, which is Alabama versus Auburn. But um, this year, um, I'm actually going to hit um, Michigan versus Ohio State, which is a big rivalry in the Big Ten up north. Um, and then I'm going to hit Georgia-Tennessee because they're playing at Tennessee this year. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited. I love me some college football. I think we have about like 66 more days until the season starts. <laughs> I'll believe you because I have no fucking idea. I have <laughs> I don't no think clue. Most people do, but I'm just. Oh like, no, 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 no! My life is just like stopped, and like baseball's cool, but like. No, baseball's about day drinking and eating hot dogs. Like, yeah. I don't understand why anyone watches baseball on TV. Yeah, I just don't have the time. I'm so busy nowadays. Like football, I'll catch a game, and they're usually around the right times, right? And so I get I get my baseball updates from my ESPN app. See, I, I don't care about baseball at all. It's literally one of those things where like. If you want to invite me out to a game, I will day drink and eat food. Yeah. And like, yeah, this is fun. But if you're like, watch this baseball game on TV, I'll be like, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> See, I tr I used to, but yeah, I just don't have the time. It's just, and even with the new rules, they've sped it up. Um, And so like the pitchers have uh, a timer now because they spend a lot of time getting ready to pitch. So they're like implementing certain rules to try to speed the game up. They're like, the people don't have attention spans anymore. Yeah, or the time. People are working their asses off, you know? And it's, so, not the, it's not the 1920s anymore. It's like, Yeah. But I do love baseball. And so I am invested in the teams and the players. Congratulations to the Astros for um, the World uh, Series last year. Um, that was amazing. That was an amazing game to catch. I did watch that one. Um, but yeah, college football is where my heart is because I grew up in Alabama, you know? World Tide. Yeah. I mean, War Eagle, but whatever. Um, War Dam. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just showing off my very limited knowledge. <laughs> just... Everybody hears Alabama and they think Roll, Roll Tide every time. Literally, I, I've heard it my entire life. I travel a lot in the airport where you're from. Even this, the guy checking your thing at TSA, oh, Alabama, Roll Tide. And it's like, War Eagle, there's more than one team there. <laughs> well, obviously, one team has much better marketing than the other ones. Or just like 19 more championships, but whatever. I'm well, that's mad. better marketing. I'm not mad. That's just better marketing then. Um, Saban, whatever. I, <laughs> they praise him in the South. Saban is oh god. Um, so Alexis Fox took me to my first in like a uh, hockey game oh, in nice. person. I've caught a few on TV, but she took me to my first one in person. That was awesome, and it was basically people just like half the people were day drinking and eating food, and the other half were like super invested in this fucking game. Yeah, I would be the first half. I mean, <laughs> like oh. 
That was a horn. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just like kind of trying to figure out what was going on. And it's hard. The puck moves really quickly. Like it was really hard to. It's just like, basically more violent so- soccer on ice. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching a lot more sports lately, like really like delving into more of them. I just watched. Um, I, I have some recent friends I made, I guess, in the last like year or so that are really into golfing. And I just watched the uh, what is it? World the U.S. Open was here last week. The Open. The, I was like a mile away from it as it was going down live. That was like literally a couple days ago. Yeah. Um. Uh. So something Clark. Congratulations. He won the U.S. <laughs> Open. Um. But no, like uh, I was watching and I knew things now because I have friends that play and they're constantly fucking talking about golf. Um. And I've been watching hockey more and uh, soccer. Even I ended up watching what's what's their big one that happened. The World like, Cup. The World Cup when I was in D.C. in December. Um, I got to catch that. Um, and what was that? In Qatar, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I'm learning more and more about all of these sports and how they're played and the rules. And so when I watch them, I know what's going on. And so it's kind of it's fun. It's kind of cool. Um, everywhere I go, I meet new people like in New York, L.A., everywhere. And I always somehow bring up sports. And so I then they will bring up their sport of choice. And I think that's how I'm learning more and more about all the different ones. See, my, my sport of choice is MMA. So Oh, fighting, yeah. right? And so is that that's not uh, no MMA is more like that's like jujitsu or like cage fighting. It's cage fighting. Like cage fighting. It's cage okay. fighting. So that's not like the the um the Dana stuff. No, no, the UFC is MMA. Okay. Okay. So a lot of people, like the uninitiated, will refer to when they refer to MMA, they'll refer to the UFC because it is the biggest promotion. Uh-huh. But there are other promotions out there. There's regional fights. Yeah, right. But they don't fight a lot, though, right? Because so oh, my I mean, knowledge of the fighting world is my lim- nim- limited knowledge of my two younger sisters loving the old school Raw, you know, those dramatic wrestlers and stuff. And every like Joe, pa- Raw, uh, Joe Rogan podcast that I've heard. That's my knowledge of like my extent knowledge of uh that whole world. <laughs> so, and he says, you know, a lot that like they don't fight a lot unless they so, have these regionals and these little. Well, so like individual fighters maybe fight two times a year. But the promotion itself, like the UFC puts on cards almost every weekend. Every weekend? They have a huge roster. Oh, because there's a bunch of fighters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I caught a bunch of those at the strip club back in Florida that I worked at. Because there was, I do remember there being like a period of time where like there was almost a, a pay-per-view fight almost every weekend. And the, the club would charge more and like have a special area for the fights or whatever. But. Yeah, they're, they're doing at least like one pay-per-view a month. And then like they have ESPN cards. They have like, it, it's, it sucks because I'm usually busy on Saturdays now. But it's just like there are fights almost every fucking weekend. Wow. And it's hard to keep up with everybody now. But each individual fighter only fights maybe twice a year. Well, yeah, because you got to figure they they got to be know they know who they get matched up with, and then they have a fight camp where like they're going to train super hard. Their coaches are going to help them game plan for the specific fighter. They're going to cut weight. They're going to train That's like that six month period, right? Yeah, like three to six months of like intense training, per game planning for this person's style, watching tape on them. Okay. And, and then, then and then they. And, and then they fight. And then I've heard they have a recovery period. Right. And like, like chill for like a minute. Yeah. Cause like, they just got their ass beat. Right. Like, Cause even if you win a fight, unless you just it, got your ass beat. Right. Unless it is, <laughs> even if you win, you just got your ass beat. Right. And it's just one of those things where like, unless you, you have a lucky one sided dominant victory, like occasionally every once in a while, like 
people will you know slap a submission on in the first 15 seconds or something but that is you can't go to the office expecting that's what's going to happen yeah. that you're going to throw a beautiful right hand and just knock that dude out on the first first punch or you're not going to come out clean most right of the time. Yeah. and it's like that is the exact reason like i try to avoid violence in real life yeah because yeah. i feel like part of tosca not a fighter well, it's not even not a fighter. It's knowing what actually fighting is. Because a lot of dudes that are willing to throw down, like, unless they're actually trained, have it in their head that, like, it's like the fucking movies. I'm going to beat this dude's ass. Yeah. And I'm going to just. No, he's going to get a couple in there, bud. Right. <laughs> and, like, I know the reality of it is, like, even when you win, you may lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in, violence is. Yeah. Like, uh, one of my friends. I'm sure he got this somewhere, but said at one point that it really stuck with me, like, especially with knife fighting. It's like, you know, the winner drips, the loser gushes. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. A knife fight. Oh, God. Yeah. It's just like, there's no, generally no reason for it. Like, if someone's, obviously, if someone's going to attack me, I'm going to defend myself. Yeah. But. How often is someone just going to try to attack you, though? Uh, last time that happened was 2018. 2018. Oh, God. I guess that wasn't that long ago, but it was, it was pretty far long ago. It was five years ago, and it was on the podcast. So. Oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I had a guest get a little too drunk and just crack me in the head. Whoa. Email? Mail. Oh, God. Like, that episode never aired, and it was just one of those things where, like, I didn't even fight him there. I just restrained his fucking hands. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, and he was so drunk that he didn't even realize. He's just like, why are you grabbing my wrist? I'm like, because you just punched me in the head, dude. Oh, God. And I had a bunch of friends afterwards who were just like, why didn't you, you know, fucking fight him? I'm like, he's drunk off his ass. Why he's drunk off his ass. And like, in my apartment, like, yeah. if I escalate this, I'm going, <clears throat> the best case scenario is I win and I trash my apartment yeah. in the process. Yeah. That's the best case scenario. <laughs> this dude is legitimately a trained fighter. There's a very good chance I'm not going to win. There's a very and you trash your apartment and I trash my apartment. A very good chance I don't win this, and I trash my apartment. Like this is lose lose all around. That's fucking crazy. And like he has money too, so I may lose civilly as well. Like oh god, like it's just like lose 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 lose. Yeah, lose, best case scenario was like de-escalate and get him out of my fucking apartment. I feel like best case scenario in most situations is de-escalate. And I've found, man, peace, happiness, tranquility. What I have found is that most things really don't fucking matter. Oh, they don't. And I have set my life up to the point where I don't have to answer. I have to answer to one person and one person only. That is my husband. And he is such a supportive and accepting person. And it's like, ultimately, I just don't care. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell everybody what I think and and be real and and just, like, not give a shit. And if that makes you violent, I'm going to take myself out of that situation. Like, I've learned, like, precursors and, like, red flags, as they would call them, um, where it's like, okay, I don't want to be around this person because one day I could just be, like, being myself and being honest and they could get violent. I don't want to be around those kinds of people. I surround myself with the best, calmest, just like trying to find them best, their best selves, like growing people that are just trying to get drunk, have fun, work <laughs> and party. And, you know, and I found that when I do that, I don't find violence. Violence is like, you know, in certain areas and around certain people. And like, man, it's it's oh, God, because the first the last time someone got violent towards me was like high school. Well, and that's 
How should be because they're fucking hormonal teenagers that don't know any yeah, fucking better. Yeah, and I was violent too. I tried to fight a girl. Yeah, I was violent as fuck. Well, not really. I wanted to be. I was like, oh, I'm gang. You know, I was a teenager. I was like, oh, I'm a gangster. Well, like, <laughs> I, I, people tend to forget, like, oh yeah, you've only been on this planet at this point in like fourteen fucking years. Yeah. Like, and you have raging fucking hormones. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I definitely got in some fights in high school. I got in some fights that I fucking instigated in high school. And that's the thing. I, I I feel like I instigated a couple <laughs> that I wasn't even in because I was like, just that fucking teenager. But but also, like, the high school fights were, like, the extent of, like, me getting one good shot in and then it being over. Like What? Not like I dropped the dude, like, but, like, you know, fucking words were exchanged. I cracked them. Fucking people intervened. Like. Oh, wow. Like, Because at the point where, like, I got provoked to, to violence, like, yeah. it wasn't like, yo, let's take this outside. It was, oh, we're just, I'm feel fight or flight stepped in and I got into fight mode and I, you know, fought. Yeah. <laughs> and, like. I um I tried to instigate a few, but it didn't work out, which is good that it didn't work out. But I was, like, I, like, I was getting aggressive. Like, I had teachers that were, like you know go sit down stop calm down they knew me they all knew me but it was like uh, there was this one girl at one point y'all i just wasn't feeling her but no the, the two fights i got in was i got jumped holy and shit and then the, i got to get my my lick back as they say like one-on-one with this girl and i actually won so it was like it was it feels you know it's a good feeling but still you know you're kind of beat up and right but you have that adrenaline rush you don't really feel it until maybe like the next day or later that night <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's been like years. I've been just surrounded by the best people and just like, you know, like, I don't know, like if I've had any issues with people, I just let those people out of my life and move on to Well, the and that's how it should and, be. Like, yeah, it, it's some crazy shit like, as adults to be like, oh, I'm going to fight you. Like, <laughs> like why? <laughs> like, no, I, like. I, I'm not fucking 15 anymore. I don't think I'm immortal. And I understand this because cause at 15, it's like, whatever, man. Like, fucking, I can get the shit kicked out of me. I'm, like, I'm good to go. Good to go. <laughs> no, yeah. No. These days, like, I'll take one and be like, that sucks. <laughs> yes. No, and nowadays, I'm like, I'm upset. I was probably wearing heels. Like, I'd be used to wearing, like, I walked in this bitch in heels for what reason, Matt? I knew you weren't going to see my feet. But, like, I have this, right? I'm like, I'm a bad bitch. I don't want to mess up my hair, my nails, my makeup, my shoes, my clothes. Like, for what? Because you're mad for what? Right? Like, you should only mess what? up. What could it possibly be? You should only mess up those things for sex. Yes. Yes. And nothing else. Because what the fuck? Right? Because that's fun. Yeah. I, and the thing, there, there's place for, like, controlled violence. Like, there's, like, you know, sparring, shit like that. Like, I've definitely. Jiu-jitsu? Yeah, like, jujitsu, shit like that. I've definitely, like, this is possibly immature of me at times, but I've definitely got drunk and, like, roughhoused with friends. Like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't serious. And, like, the point where, like, there's been a couple points where, like, I was dr- drunk and fucking around and, like, thought I was, ha, 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 and, like. You hurt someone? I, well, I, like, I pissed them off and they're like, oh, shit, man. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I thought I, like, I thought I, like, I had you in a headlock. I was just fucking around. And, like, yeah. you know, like. He's like, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> like, dude, I wasn't laughing. Like, oh, dude, I'm so, oh, I'm sorry. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. And like that's not you no, know, you've been around me when I'm drunk. That's not like Yeah. Every time it's, it's like a regular occurrence. Right. Like <laughs> it's just like every once in a while like with the right friends, like ah Yeah, yeah. No, it's been oh my god, yeah. Because at the end of the day, we're 
just animals and like yeah. animals do that shit. Just trying to have fun, man. Just out here trying to have fun. I just need more time in the day and like I actually need to like go do jujitsu or some shit. I ha- I found a trainer and I cried on my first I almost cried on my first workout. It was like two hours. And then I I cried my eyes out on that second one. Cried my ass out on that, like I guess you could say third one. And I haven't been back. It's been a month. Well, it's just because of my schedule, but I don't miss it. I'm letting you know that. Um, because I haven't worked out since high school as well. <laughs> I've gone to fight, I haven't worked out since high school. And other than, you know, like I kayak a lot, I hike a lot, I I lift things. I I'm a PA, so sandbags, all the things I've been doing well, and for years. And so sex work is ex- exercise. Yeah, I'm very active, but I haven't worked out. And dude, I worked out and shit was burning that has a burn and, and a burn that I haven't felt that was so intense that like and he expected me to keep going, bro. I was like, I'm dying. He's like, No, you're not. And I'm like, but I am. <laughs> See, that, that, that's that's something that sometimes bothers me about fucking trainers. It's like they got some bro science going on. Like, you're not a medical professional, motherfucker. You have a fucking certificate. You don't know if I'm dying right now. Like you couldn't one hundred percent. Tell me that I'm not right now. He's like, no, it's just burning, isn't it? Right? It burns really bad. I'm like, yes. And he's like, then you're not dying. I'm like, I could be dying. Right. Like, I could have torn something, motherfucker. I told him that on our second workout. And he literally, he took me through this lecture, Matt. Because I was like, I think I tore something. I think I tore something. And he wanted me to keep going. He's like, what does it feel like? And he had me explain the feeling and all this. He's like, you didn't tear anything. And I'm like, I feel like I tore. He's like, you would know if you didn't tore something. And we're having this like back and forth, back and forth over if I tore something. Meanwhile, I'm still doing the fucking exercise that he had me doing. And it's like hurting so fucking bad. <laughs> Maybe I tore something. And I just can't describe it very well. Right? Maybe I haven't worked out in years. I don't even know what I'm describing to you. We don't know what's happening. We don't. Right? You don't know what's happening either. <laughs> Fucking, you have a certificate. <laughs> you have a certificate. You didn't go to medical school, motherfucker. Actually, my guy is a little bit more experienced. He's got three bodybuilders under his belt, like accomplished winning bodybuilder, female bodybuilders under his belt that he's trained. But still, fuck him. But how many? <laughs> he but, knows uh, that. but how many did he lose before those three world champions? Like, <laughs> how many are dead now? How many did you? Like, what's the percentage here? It's like, well, I lost 97, but I got three world champions. Is that that who you want to trust? Like, (laughs) fuck him, dude. God, I have to see it when I get back to Florida. (laughs) My abs are coming back, though. The abs are abbing. Nice. They didn't really go away, but they weren't abbing. But they're abbing. The abs are abbing. Just washboard now. (laughs) The abs are abbing. Sick. See, I. I keep telling myself I need to get back into the fucking gym and bad at it. Bad at it. That's why I hired a trainer and a mean one. Um, Because I'm like, yeah, no, you're, I can't, I'm not, I won't, you know, you have to kind of, you have this one thing that he did. Because I'm like one of those people where like, it's like a mind game to me. Like, don't tell me that I can't almost type of thing. Right. And um, he's like, we were doing this one that was killing me. It was like the last workout too of the day. And he's like, um, he gave me, I think, 10 sets and I got to like seven and I was dying crying. And he's like, well, I mean, you're at 70%. Technically, that's a D. It's passing. You could stop right now. You're good to go. Right. And then my head, I'm like, oh, fuck that. What? Like, you're going to like, that's a that, right. I don't want a 70. I want 100%, especially if I'm that close. Right. So like, it was almost like a mind game. He got me through all the way through to that 10. But like, he will say things like um, when I do the ab workouts, which is when I, I came to him, one of the things was like, oh, I want to get my abs back in like peak perfection. 
And he's like, uh, well, I'll do an ab workout and I'll complain. He'd be like, if you don't want what you asked for, that's fine. You can pay me and just not do this. This is totally fine. That is to-. And like he does these like mind games and like I need someone that's going to be hard on me, mentally hard on me. Because I will just not, you know. You sound like you're in a toxic relationship with this trainer. I love him. <laughs> oh, he is fully gaslighting you. And he's my uh, he's my tantric masseuse too. So like I I work out with him and he gives me. Massage, is is like, he your Florida week. boo? Once a week to work me out. Not yet. Maybe. Maybe. I don't. Yeah. No, not my Florida boo. My Florida boo is in. Yeah. No. <laughs> but um well I'm, I'm hearing tantric massage it's just like yeah no but, but I, that ends up in like being scenes i found him that way i found him at an exotica giving girls massages on the floor at the the sex part booth and you know i saw him at maybe four exoticas and then finally i'm like let me book you for a massage found out that i could book him as a trainer and i've been looking for a trainer that he could be hard on me and yell at me and push me in the ways that i need to be pushed so I hired him as that, and I got a two-in-one because now I get to work out with him two or three times a week, and he massages all of the pain that he's put me through out of my body at the end of the week, and then we kind of start over. Um, and, oh, God, yeah, it's it's a magical experience. The workouts and the massages are magical experiences. I love him, and I hate him at the same time. I really, I hate him. <laughs> That's an abusive relationship. It is toxic not, as fuck. That sounds so fucking toxic. Toxic as fuck. It's, I mean, uh, if, I feel like if you have a trainer, the relationship should be toxic. <laughs> it should be toxic. Like, if you're that easygoing, do you really need a trainer? <laughs> you can just go to the gym by yourself. If you have that, you can just do that, right? But, like, some people need the motivation. Some people need that person there to hold them accountable and feel, like, obligated to. So, yeah, I think I, I think I need a hot girl trainer. You do. You do. And my trainer's hot. (laughs) Well, that's how they mostly roll. Like, (laughs) well, uh, I think it was cracked or like one of those like honest commercial like fucking YouTube videos. Like, oh, like it was a trainer like as a cartoon talking about his where he's like, I'm not even all that qualified. I'm just hot. And (gasps) And people think that I'm good. Right. Well, it's just like my job more in the gym is sales than it is to actually train people. It's about selling people on the training packages at the gym, and you want hot, fit people doing that. Because uh. what he said to you, he doesn't give a fuck if you actually follow through. He's getting paid. Yes. So, and you're doing it you know, privately. It's especially they get paid if you sign up for a membership at the gym for personal training. show up. And don't use the personal training sessions. Yeah. I think, personally, yeah, I need a hot girl to do it because, like, I will push myself much further to, like, yeah, girl, see, 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 like. I'm not trying to impress other dudes. Yeah. Like, look at me. I don't give a fuck what other dudes think about me. I mean, I uh, it'll be like. I don't think I'm even trying to impress other dudes or other women. Like, well, yeah, but he reminds me of that too. He's like, bro, no, like, don't you want to be hot? But you also have a very different job than I do. Like, your bo- part of your job is selling your body, selling your sexuality. Like, I just, <laughs> I could be fucking 500 pounds and still do this shit. I may be even more cuddly at that point. Yes, more cuddly for sure. Keep the beard. <laughs> beard ain't going nowhere. Like, I look like a fucking thumb when I'm clean shaven. Beard. Like, I'm just like a fucking thumb. Oh, my God. I'm clean shaven. A thumb. Last time I, I shaved the beard off was 2018. And I was just like, oh, this was a mistake. Like, immediately after it was gone, I was just like, this was a mistake. Great. I think a lot of girls have had that moment with bangs. I remember I used to be really good at cutting my bangs. Like, I'd have random spurs in my youth where I'd be like, I want bangs. And it takes a while to grow back, so you, like, wear them out. But, like, I, you know, you'd, like, try to get your hair straight, and then you'd, like, kind of just, like, cut them, right? 
And uh, there was one time where I fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. It's like my bangs are like like up here, they're like jagged and like oh my god. So I think girls have had that moment where it's like, fuck, <laughs> immediately fuck. <laughs> oh no, I definitely had that moment like fucking up the beard too, trimming it like just like oh, yeah. fucking like just you know fucked up my lines and just, it's like god damn it. Now it's like, do I shave it down to a goatee or hey, what do you or do? just like what fucking just fucking raggedy beard for a minute? What do you do? <laughs> But yeah, not like girls. It's hard because that's like the very front of your hair. I'm sure it's hard for you. I to mean, this is my face. fucking yeah, face. It's your face. I'm sorry, it's your fucking face. But no, it's like it's right there. What are you gonna do? You can't pin it back. You can't like there's nothing you can. You cut it short too, so it's like you're fucked. Well, that's why like you know, COVID was great. It's like oh, I can fuck up my beard. I'll just put a mask on. Oh God, COVID was good for many reasons. <laughs> Anonymity at the airport and everything. COVID was great. Well, no, COVID was not great. <laughs> all of the people that well, hundreds lost. of thousands of people. Yes, were Jesus Christ! To all of the people that we lost. To COVID. How do we lose like a million people and rent still expensive? Yeah. For all those motherfuckers, homeowners, like what the yeah, fuck? Rental prices should have gone down. There should be more space. Like, holy fuck, that's gonna that's gonna get me canceled. That that that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. No, I literally just said COVID. <laughs> like, no. If it was going to be canceled, I think they're going to come for me. Don't worry. Well, we'll get you a shirt. This is COVID is great. Yeah. And they're going to be super upset. They're going to try. I never got COVID either. Well, aren't you lucky? I was not. I was. I got tested frequently, but I cannot. I can't. I cannot say that I was extremely careful. I mean, I was in Florida most of the. So you just weren't careful by I was, where you were. I, I wore a mask, and I. I mean, I already washed my hands literally all the time before the pandemic. People should have been washing their fucking hands anyway. Like germs? Are you kidding me? Oh, and but I would always wipe stupid. things off, and I'm always kind of like I'm not. I wouldn't say OCD. People overuse that term, but like you know, a little bit of OCD, and like I always clean things, and I don't wear like being barefoot. Like I'm weird about germs and dirt and like like dust, the stuff that you can't see. And so, like, I would always wash my hands anyway. The only thing I didn't do was wear a mask before. And so I would do that more often. But, like, ultimately, my plan was hopefully it kills me. But, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I was like, you know, like, I don't know. And I, I guess I just have an amazing immune system. And I, I guess I was more careful than I thought. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was lucky and blessed enough to not um, ever get it. And so far, I still haven't. And and of anybody, yeah. So yeah, but um, uh, R.I.P. to all of the lovely humans that we lost. I love humans. That's why. why that's why I'm see. I'm pansexual, right? And do you know what that means? I believe I do. It means just we are like we date people of all like um sexual identities, like straight, bi. Uh, um, trans, gender fluid, whatever. Just get in where you fit in, right? Because for I guess for most pansexuals, I would like. I guess I'm speaking mostly for myself, but for I would believe for most pansexuals, it's mostly about the person and their personality that you I mean, that's, love with, and then you just what you do really, with the sexual parts. I mean, that's you don't in care. A, about in, a, in an ideal world, that's how it should be. Yeah. In reality, yeah. no, I'm I'm fucking shallow. Yeah, no, it's fine. And it's okay to be. People need to just start fucking ex accepting. Everybody's not going to be the fucking same, but we don't have to be rude and mean about it. Like, we can be cool about it. Like, the way you just said that was super cool. That's okay that you don't like homos. I'm kidding. No, 
Like, no, no, I'm not sexually. Okay. Att- I, I liked them quite a bit. I'm not sexually attracted to them. Exactly. People, but that's what I'm saying. People will take it to the extreme and all that. And like, it's totally fine that we're not the same. But like, no. I mean, I'm also I, not sexually um, attracted to a, a lot of women. Like, there's a lot of women. I'm just like, nah, I'm cool, girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Until I get a few. Like everything. Until I get a few too many bourbons and be like, oh, you want to fuck? Okay. Yeah, a couple drinks. A okay. couple drinks and like. A couple drinks and then in my post not clarity, he's like, why am I here? Shit. Mm, post not clarity. Oh, there's so many songs about that where like he comes and he's just like, oh, what am I doing here? Yeah, no, it's, it's it's bad. Like I I have decided like in recent years because like I definitely have fucked a bunch of people that like I'm not trying to advertise. Like, yeah, it's just like, oh, I got drunk. You were like, so fuck me. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I I did that in San Diego one night. I was je- I I think I was literally jealous. And I told me I told Mina that my Mina Carlisle, my best friend, she took the lead singer of the band home. And I was just like, I just want to get laid. <laughs> like no one wants to fuck me. <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't believe that. No, but no one was really like coming on to me or like like it wasn't right. And I'm not gonna be that bitch in the club, like doing being extra, right? Like you gotta come on to me. You gotta like Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were gonna three and booty call me. Like <laughs> And at that time, I didn't have a 3 a.m. booty call in San Diego. See, this is why I need a booth thing in every city. And all the cities that I visit on a regular, I'm trying to have a little booth thing or a boyfriend or some sorts, a friend with benefits, a best friend, something in all these little cities so that when I'm drunk and I'm out and, like, I just need penis and I don't want to be on Tinder and I don't want to have to find someone. Like, I just need that person, right? You know, like, that person I can always depend on for penis. in San Diego... LA, New York, well, New York is good. Um, maybe like Colorado, Denver, Colorado, Nashville, Tennessee. Can I get a shout? Can I get somebody in fucking Georgia, Atlanta, maybe Savannah? Um, can I maybe get an Alabama boo, Montgomery, Birmingham? Are you guys out there? Like, I just I don't want to be desperate. I don't want to settle for a guy like that ever again. <laughs> what did this guy look like? Like, what was his deal? I would say he was like a six. What makes him a six, though? What makes him a six? Looks, and he was dull. There's no personality there. Yeah, kind of like... I mean, that's the worst. Right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like dull, no personality. Looks. Had just gotten out of a bad breakup. A long... I mean, why Why did you even know about that if you're meeting him that night? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, why would you even know about that? <laughs> exactly. Why are you telling me this? God. It's like, oh. I think I told him about my husband. That's how unimportant he was to me. So it's like, why are you telling me this about you? You know? Right. Like, oh, hey. I usually tell guys, like, hey, I'm married, just so they don't get weird. But like, no, didn't even tell that. It's like, I'm looking to get laid. Why are you telling me about the girl that is no longer in your life? That broke your heart. Right. It's weird. It's even weirder that you went home with him still. I know. I'm telling you, I was desperate that night, Matt. I was desperate that night. I mean, that is. That is a that was my, I think my lowest low. I think that was my lowest low. But if we're if we're speaking of lowest lows, I, it could be worse. Uh, oh, it could be way it, worse. Oh no, it definitely could be worse. I I'm trying to think of like what is my lowest low. Yeah, what's your lowest low? Lowest I, hookup low. I mean, definitely one of the low points was the girl I fucked at my friend's wedding in Spain. You fucked a girl at your friend's. They first of all, I had a destination wedding in Spain. Annoying, but congratulations, you guys. I'm jealous and. 
So I'm guessing this was a local girl. No, no, she's an oh, American. She was in the the wedding party. No, she, this girl she came there. And this girl party. sucks so bad. She just kind of invited herself to this wedding. Oh, she was like a tourist that was overseas and found out no, no, an no. American she, wedding going on, and she kind of crashed it. Not even. She knew them from back in Cincinnati, and like they mentioned that they were going to Spain for their wedding, and she just kind of invited herself along to oh Spain. Oh my god, and flew herself to Spain and like just put herself up in Spain. like that's crazy. Oh no, she is a horrible human being. I've told this story on air before. But this girl's a horrible like so the reality the reality of the situation sorry for the audience who's ever fucking heard this story because I've told I'm it before sorry guys I need the deets like me and one of the bridesmaids because I was in the wedding party like me and one of the bridesmaids are like flirting and like you know this the one that you're walking down the aisle yeah like uh, like this should have happened like yeah. her and I were meant to be you're walking right. her down the aisle they do that on purpose you know right and like her and I have been flirting the whole fucking trip and it's like oh I, and there'd been a point where, like, before the wedding, like, I got visited them and since then I got super drunk. I'm like, oh, uh, she looks unhappy. I was super drunk. And I was like, she looks unhappy. I would eat her out until she was happy again. Oh, I don't God. even need to fuck her. Like, I was so, like, my, she was happy and juice that. One of, my, one of my friends was like, oh, you got altruistic drunk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the whole Spanish trip, like, it's like, it's a whole, like, will we, won't we, will we, won't we. Which is fun. I love the sexual tension. But we both got too drunk at the wedding. To fuck. To anything. Like, I went and passed out on a pool table in the basement. pool table? In the basement of the fucking villa. She passed out in some bushes somewhere. Oh, God, bushes. I love that night for her. I fucking love... Girls, there is no better feeling than waking up in the bushes. But what did I do? (laughs) We both, like, disappeared together, like... Both drunk. Everyone assumed like, oh, they're going to hook up. Yeah. No, no, we both drunk. Like, lost each other. <laughs> lost each other. Got drunk. I come to and made my way back up to the party, and this broad is talking to one of the other groomsmen, and he's just kind of not having it. Mm-hmm. And I don't even really taking that as a sign, Matt. I don't even really remember what was said. Uh huh. But I remember having a discussion with him to make sure that like I wasn't stepping on his dick. Uh huh. He's like, no, I don't care. Yeah. And then, like, shortly thereafter, I took that girl back to my room and, like... Very shortly thereafter. Yeah. So and that should have been another sign. Oh, yeah. No, no. And the sex was mediocre. I, like, I started to sober up inside her and was like, why am I here? Oh, God. Sobering up inside of her is so sad. You're well, supposed to get more, like, a, like, a, a, like ecstasy. The feeling of ecstasy. Like, it's supposed to, like, almost enhance your drunk like a cigarette after you smoke a joint. Right oh, yeah. Now. No, no. I, I started to sober up inside her and, like, why am I here? Well, I guess I'm already pot committed. No, oh, I mean, you're in there. If I were you, I, I don't know. I, I made in shit, man. Oh, sorry. It went down. Sorry, I'm drunk. Whiskey dick. Have a good night. Oh, no. I, 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 was, just like, <laughs> I was just like, well, I might as well come. I'm like, I'm a- I might as well come. Well, true. You may as well come if you could. I mean, but like, if I I'm did. sobering up inside. You did. <laughs> I, did. I did. Well, and what's, what's really fucking tragic about all this shit is like, I probably gave that girl chlamydia. I found out, like, when I got back to the States that, like, I had had chlamydia. Matt. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, no. This... She gave it to you. No, she didn't. Because I was... Oh, I was Matt. De- I was definitely symptomatic before I fucking... Matt! So the only, the only symptoms... The only symptoms... The only symptoms... Was I, I was pissing a lot. It, like, it wasn't, like, painful, but I was pissing a lot. A lot more than I should have. And I was just like, oh, I got a UTI or some shit. I was just pounding crap. I'm being a stubborn dude. Yeah. When I got back to the States and it still hadn't cleared up, that's when I'm like, I need to see a doctor and like, 
So they, you, they saw my urine sample and immediately gave me antibiotics. You used to be a porn star now. No, I, I never was never. I was never talent. Never talent. Never talent. Oh, okay, so you never got tested like frequently, no. like as frequently as we do. No, no, never. I've, I've, every two weeks. Yeah, no, no, and like hard to miss it, you know. Yeah, no, I was at most. I was at the most. I've been like maybe every three months, like outside of like um, I guess the last five years that I've been like in the industry, I test every two weeks, but like. Outside of my sexual health, I hate doctors. So I'm also like you. I'm stubborn, and I will wait till I'm on my deathbed to go to the doctor. So I right. just want to, in your defense, there, totally get it. Um, but so, <laughs> and like me and this girl finish up, and I'm like, I'm in my bed, like I'm drunk, like I popped. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna crash out. She's like, I'm gonna go back to the party. I'm like, all right, cool, good night. Mm-hmm. And she's like, let me get one of your shirts. I'm like, no, your shirts. What's wrong with what? What was she wearing? What did she wear into your place? Like she wore like the what she wore to the wedding. Like so, why can't she put that back on? I don't know, but I told her no. Yeah, I'm like no, you can't. And she took one of my shirts anyways. <gasps> so she's just out, just out to the party, like basically, and she's wearing a Chicago bar shirt. So it's just advertising, like who the fuck that that belongs to? Yeah. And this horrible, this horrible fucking broad. The next morning, just barges into the room, turns on the lights. Like she has a key to your room. She took a key to your room. It wasn't a hotel. It was just a villa. Like we just rented oh, a villa in Spain, so it's okay. like just a bedroom. Like this wasn't okay. locked. She barges into the room, turns on all the lights while I'm fucking sleeping. Like oh, I guess that did happen. Like fucking, I got my shirt back thankfully. <laughs> and then she scurries off. That's fucking crazy. And then the bridesmaid, who I you know been you know thought I was gonna hook up with the whole time. Comes to the room like, yo, she said she left her person here. So she just told everybody. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like in retrospect, at the moment, all the girls know. All the girls know. In retrospect, I'm like, I'm really glad I didn't hook up with the bridesmaid because, like, I definitely would not have liked to give her chlamydia. Like, I yeah, true. true like true. in retrospect, true, true. I'm very happy her and I never hooked up. Like on that trip, like true. I would like still like to do it now, but and on that trip, I'm very happy that I did not give that lovely lady chlamydia. And this this woman, this woman, the next day, like, she was not staying at the villa. She was not staying there. She offered to give one of the other bridesmaids a ride back into town so she could catch her train to Barcelona. And then just started pounding our fucking alcohol. And, like, 30 minutes before they were supposed to leave, she's like, I'm too drunk to drive. You have to figure out your own way into town. Like, this is the kind of person this is. She just wanted to... That's... Yeah. She's a horrible fucking person. Whoa. And then when I found out I had chlamydia... I I had no way to contact her, but she's like <laughs> my my you know, the the groom, I who's my guy, I'm like, yo man, this is a little weird. I need you to like let old girl let know. Girl no, she needs to go see a doctor. Yeah, she needs to go to see test. And he went to go tell her. The first thing she said to him when next time he saw her was, I didn't fuck your friend in Spain. I didn't fuck your friend in Spain. And he went, Okay, never mind then. I hope she went and got tested. I like <laughs> honestly, I wanted her to get tested for any other dude she trapped, not mm-hmm. not because I gave a fuck about. Yeah. Like, oh my god, you are a horrible fucking person. Yeah, she is. I, I I've definitely fucked some people that like I was not necessarily attracted to. I have definitely fucked some people like it was just like I effectively was masturbating inside them. That has definitely been happened drunkenly in my life. Is definitely happened. This is like the first person was like, oh I. I actively dislike someone I had an orgasm with, like, less than 24 hours later. That's not a good feeling. I don't know if I've actively, like, disliked a person after. Um, Maybe, like, years after. I'm like, oh, you 
know, like you're not a good person, right? Right, right, right. Like that's that's natural. Like you grow apart from people. On a positive sex note, <laughs> <laughs> I recently have been exploring my sub side, and I um, got tied up in New York and left, just like in someone's apartment for a few hours while they went out and did their thing. Sort of like a, like a, almost like a free use bondage sub play. Like I was tied to the bed for a few hours while he was working. Did they at least leave you a bedpan? And then he let me out, gave me a break to potty and get water and hit my vape. And then I was tied to the radiator to the wind, like right by the window. Some black snake moan shit. <laughs> for like uh, an hour and a half while he went to um, get lunch with one of his friends. And, um, so during this hour and a half at the radiator, though, I thought I was going to be smart. And so I sat my vape like right in the window thing. Right. And I'm like, OK, I'm my hands are through the window bars and I got handcuffs on. So I can't move past that. Right. And so I sit the thing down and I'm standing, but I have the ability to kneel if I want. But I'm like, I'm going to stand for as long as I can and then I'll kneel and then come up. Right. Because I'm going to be here for I don't know how long. Right. So I'm like coming up with this plane in my head. And so I sit this here and he's getting ready to walk. I, I already tested it. I went down to it and I came back up I'm like it stays. Right. So then he gets ready to leave. He's walking out the door and I make some movement and the, my fucking bait falls between the window, the wall and the radiator. Like, oh, no. And I'm like, shit. And he's like, what? What's that? And I was like, mm. and he's like, I know exactly what it was and I'm not getting it for you. And he walks out the door. See, that's a brave man. Like, I would be afraid that you would be pissing all over my floors. That would that would be my... He did ask if I had to potty during my break, and he asked if I wanted water while he left. So I had water before he left, and I was like, I think I'll be okay for a few hours without water, right? I'm a sub, right? I'll be fine. And when you get back, I might guzzle a bottle. Who knows? But, like, at that point, I felt that I had drank in enough water. He had fed me and all that stuff, so... I'm just worried about it coming out the other end and like having to clean that shit up. Yeah, yeah, no, I was more worried get, about my vape. <laughs> then again, it could have been hot. To, like, if you pissed this fucking floor, be like, you'll clean that. Yes, yes, for sure. I am a service sub too, so anything you want me to do, cook, clean, anything you want me to do, clean. And I love it. Okay, well, now you're you're definitely. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So keep that in mind for my potential boyfriends for sure. Well, I'm I I'm apparently going to try to fill the LA spot I now. Love to please. I'm going to try to fill the LA spot if you're going to clean my apartment. Shit. <laughs> I mean that that's why I've been married for five years, and everybody always says that. Like guys are like, oh my god, I want to marry you, and then I told them I'm married, or I told them I'm married, and they're like, I I know exactly why. I mean, like they'll just talk to me. It's like, damn, bitch, you are. I can. I guess I'm just cool, man. <laughs> well, I agree. I agree. You're cool. I can. I can be like one of the guys, but I'm definitely girly. I'm always in my heels, but I'm right there. I'm down. <laughs> well, and there's plenty of times where you don't want to be with one of the guys. Like, yeah, definitely not the girls. I love my girl talk. I love my girls. Oh my god, oh, I I just did uh, my girl girl scene with Charlie Ford, Australian chick for uh, for adult time the other day yesterday, and um. Oh, God, her accent was super cute. She's like, cunt, cunt, cunt. Like, I, I can't do it. I want to say hello, but that's, like, not even the right accent. But, like, she's just so fucking adorable. Like, oh, I love my ladies so much. And then, like, I have this ritual in Florida. Anytime a girl in the industry is in Florida that's not from Florida, I invite them. But I have my regular girls that live there where, like, every weekend we go to the Hallover, which is the naturalist nude beach in Florida. 
um, super easy access. So it's just like a super cool place. And like, it's such a community there of all the regulars and stuff. And so, and there's a food truck that's fucking bomb as shit. Um, and so it's like a good vibe. And so we go there and we dish and we have a girl talk and we talk about all of our little boo things and all of our boyfriends and some of the girls, you know, they've got their sugar daddies and they're, they're, I've got my husband and we've got our people. And like, it's really good to just be with the girls sometimes. But for the most part, I love to like, the girls don't want to like rage on with me like guys do. Guys are, guys are irresponsible. And that's what I love because that is me. <laughs> Let's go be irresponsible together. Let's go do some shit we're going to fucking, we might regret, but probably won't. Like uh, my home, my best friend in Alabama, Wes, can't wait. I'm going to see him when I get home. And like, we lost him in New York for like six, seven hours. And the two girls, he's in a thruple. Uh, and that sounds exhausting, yeah, by the way. How? Trust me, his life. And he's got like five, six. Get, Wes is awesome. Wes's life is awesome. He's from Alabama, a simple Southern guy that just somehow ends up in a, a thruple with seven, eight kids. And like, it's a whole thing. But like, well, his, apparently his pullout kid is trash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, so we are in New York and um, we lose him, and the girls are losing their mind. Meanwhile, I'm like, dude, it's okay. Calm down. I know Wes. I know he's out there living his bet. Like, he, if he needs us, he'll call us. Like, you know, and they're freaking out. We can't find this location. They're trying to track him down in the streets of New York. There's no way I'm going to track. I'm not about to try to track nobody down in the streets of New York. Even if I am, like, deathly afraid of your whereabouts right now, I'm calling the cops. Because it is New York City. Like, let's be real. Yeah, but the cops aren't going to do you shit. Know? Like, but let's be real. What are you going to do? Walk in the streets of New York. What are you going to do? Right? Find a bar. Exa- right? Like, you know, and so, like, they're freaking out. And I'm like, you know, it's West, right? Like, at one point, we find him and we bring him back to the, the hotel. And they're like, Hazel, you need to calm him down. You need to go. He'll listen to you. And so I go and I'm like, Wes, let's go have a drink at the bar and figure this out, right? The girls are freaking out. You know, you can't keep wandering off in the streets of New York. And he's like, nah, fuck them, fuck them. It's fine. It's fine. And I'm like, all right, Wes. I turn around to order our drinks. And I'm I'm telling you, Matt, it was not even 30 seconds I turn back around. This is a pretty big lobby of this hotel. I turn back around and he is not in sight. I mean, not in the lobby, not walking towards the elevator, not going any which like has disappeared. And so that's the second, at that point, I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm going out and I'm having a good night in New York tonight. I'm not going to spend my night looking for Wes. One of the girls is pissed. She's like, I'm going upstairs. I'm upset over this whole situation. I just can't even go out and have a good time. The other girl's like, I'm going to go have a good time. But she's like on some crazy shit. And I'm just like, you know what? No. So Wes comes home the next morning. He's like, oh, I just got caught in a flash mob. Since shows us videos of him having the night of his fucking life. (laughs) He had turned off his location. He had like basically put his phone on airplane mode, made so a series of irresponsible, bad fucking choices and mistakes, and somehow ended up in this amazing flash mob in the middle of Times Square, <laughs> living his fucking best life. Like, like, and I just I love it. Like, I love it. I wish I had just like wandered off with him and not been so worried about it. Cause I'm like, guys are irresponsible. They're fun, man. They're fun, especially when they're drunk. You guys are fucking wild. Oh, <laughs> been known to do some ignorant shit. And that's kind of the beauty of, like, the modern era. Because, like, back in the day, if someone came back with a story like that, I ended up in a, you'd be like, bullshit. And now you're like, I have proof. Yep. I got a video of me in this flash mob. I was like, Wes. And you could just see him smiling. The guys are like, welcoming him in. They're like, come dance. Like, he was living his fucking best life. And these bitches are out here freaking out. I'm like, God. <laughs>
fucking ridiculous. So like, yeah. he's an adult. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. That's my thing. The, the guy has six kids. I'm not worried about him. I mean, his six kids should be. If he dies, <laughs> he won't get child support. No, like, I am like, Wes is okay. Wes is okay. Wes is my best friend. I love him so much. And I know you think it throuples hard. I'm trying to have eight bitches in my front yard in and out. What do you think that's going to be like? Yeah, but you'll have staff to deal with them. True. Wes just has hair. I don't know. Do you remember the um, the Playboy Mansion house, right? There was always that little old white lady that kind of took care of everything. Yeah, there was a... That is my role. I'm a, Remember, I'm a service sub. I kind of want to be her. So I will kind of still be... I won't be, like, sweeping everyone's floor, but I still will kind of be in control and char- in charge of making yeah, but sure everything is... The mansion had a full fucking staff. We will... He did have a full staff, but she still had to make sure things got done and things were done properly and stuff like that. And that will be my role. I want to have some sort of, like, actual role of helping in some way, shape, or form and making sure that things are the way they should be. And I, that's going to be difficult, but, like... It's one of those things where, like, if you love your job, you every every job is stressful, but some people love their job, and they love the stress that is their job because, you know, right? Like, it's stress that you can handle and that you understand and stuff like that. So it's one of those things where, like, I know it's going to be stressful, but it's going to be something I'm going to really, really enjoy the process of and just, like, all of it and living it, living that life. Like, oh. this is taking care of eight bitches for my husband or for whatever, right? For my company or whatever reason that may be for the men of the universe, Sounds like a lot of fucking effort. Yeah, but I mean, it's going to be like, um, I'm surrounded by eight bad bitches and a beautiful property, and I'm selling... I'm not sure the juice is worth the squeeze. (laughs) I think it is. I mean, there's only one way to find out. I could be completely wrong, but I'm also... Invited to the farm. Aw, you're going to... Wait a minute. Is that a euphemism for putting me down? Like, you're going to send me to the farm? No, 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 no. You're going to send Matt to the farm? It was a plantation. I'm trying to make it nice, and you're like, oh, so you're going to put me down? (laughs) Come on, Matt. Work with me. I mean, I I thought I was. You're going to put me down. Like, I'll finally get release. (laughs) Maybe. Oh, boy. That was not a no. Shit. (laughs) What have I done to you? Like, what? What haven't I, what haven't I done to you? We don't put men down at the farm. We don't put men down at the farm. We love men at the farm. I'm gonna call it the farm now. Now that like I feel like I never even had that like really like I'm gonna call it the farm now. <laughs> I was wondering what's my Playboy Bunny Mansion name, right? No, it's the farm. It's just the farm. I, I... <laughs> the farm. I love it. <gasps> like you know, like we're gonna have like four goats, two or three horses. A pig or two. Um, gotta have shit ton of chickens. I mean, what are you gonna eat the next week, though? We're not gonna slaughter them. And we're gonna have one little furry cow. You know the what's the name of that cow? You know the cow with all the hair, the cool looking dude, the cow that cow. I want one of those. I'm sure they're delicious. I'm not gonna slaughter my animals unless there's an apocalypse, and then it's I love you, Fred, but we gotta eat. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, don't get too attached to them. Well, I mean, I am from Alabama. I'm a Southern woman. Like, I love animals. I will always get attached to them, but at the same time, I understand your purpose. To like, me. I love them too in my stomach. I can't say that for like obviously, right? Because we got the cute ones. Like, cows are cute and stuff and delicious. But I love steak. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's, I love steak. I, mean, I love chicken. I love it. But they're still cute. And you can still sometimes have them as just pets. And I'm just saying, at the end of the day, you don't have to use your pet unless you absolutely have to use your pet for what? Right? 
That sounds terrible. Pete is gonna cancel me, but like, oh, what on? Like, I have, I'm like, I'm afraid. Obviously, you know, like uh, when I say pet, like people do have pigs as pets, people have chickens as pets, people have cows as pet. The acceptable animals that we have deemed as acceptable to slaughter, which is, um, but yeah, so like, you know, well, I I don't know if you um. You've ever seen the billboard, like the meme about the billboard? Like, where do you draw the line on which animals are? I did PETA. Yeah. I yeah. And after I went to Japan the last time, I ate horse. So I moved the line a little. Moved the line. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm actually kind of a picky eater. Like, I don't eat a lot of. I've tried the things, but I'm not a fan. I am I really try to stick with. I'll treat myself to a steak every now and again. But I try to stay away from red meats because I do eat a lot of burgers. So I don't eat a lot of steaks because I can't have too many red meats. Well, then you should go with steaks. But uh, I eat a lot of chicken and a lot of ham and salami. And that's basically it. But you should go to steaks then if you're going to eat. I eat them every now and again. But that's the thing. I eat my steaks well done. Oh, God. Yeah. So it's like, Why? Why? Yeah, they're good. I like them that way. I want my meat cooked. I'm sorry. I'm one of those people. I want my meat cooked. I don't want to see. It is cooked. In red. I don't want to eat none of that shit. No. Medium rare is cooked. Yeah. It is cooked. It's I safe. want my shit cooked. Cooked. I like my hot dogs burnt. I like, oh, I like my asparagus grilled like almost crispy. You know you can eat that raw, right? Asparagus? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I love asparagus anyway, but like that shit like almost burnt. Like I don't know something about it. So I guess this is not the best time to tell you that I ate horse raw. I had, oh. I had horse sashimi. So the tartar stuff. You've heard of it? Of course. I've um, had it. I had that. Isn't that raw? Mm-hmm. So I've had beef tartare and I've had steak tartare and I've had, um, that's the same thing, right? And I've had, um, what's the other one? There's another tartare that I tried. Um, but like, not a fan of any of them. And I don't know if it's the way that they're, I think it's the consistency. The of texture it. of it, yeah. But what is this horse raw? What was it, more like sushi or oh, was it, tartare it, situation? Oh, no, it was in Japan. It was sashimi, yeah. Oh, no, no. Sorry. It was sushi. It was sushi. It was over rice. Oh, okay. So it was strips of raw horse over rice. Okay. Like the the normal, like, you know, nigiri rice ball that you get with sushi. I've never had sushi. Why? I, I, I have a friend of mine that's very close to the owner of Fat Boys in Florida. It's a big sushi chain out there. And um, I've been invited there personally by the chef. So why aren't you eating the sushi? And I said to him directly, where's your cooked menu? <laughs> Oh, cooked food. <laughs> hey, dead serious. Like, I do not like cooked fish. I I'm not a fan in most cases, and I didn't eat sushi for a very long time because I'm like, I don't like cooked fish. Why the fuck would I eat sushi? Yeah. And then I ended up on a date with a girl in New York in like 2013, and we went out to dinner. And like, she's like, I'm gonna order sushi, sushi as an appetizer. And I'm like, and I'm like, I don't. I'm not about to be a bitch in front of this girl. Mm-hmm. And I ate. I'm like, this is fucking delicious. And everybody, I have a friend on hell, on hell, um, that is a huge proponent of it. And he was the same way. He's like, I hated it for years. I always said I never would. And I tried it one day. It changed my life. You have to do it, Hazel. You have to do it, Hazel. You have to. He says you have to do it, Hazel. You have to do it, Hazel. I'm sorry. Hazel is not doing it. Why not? I don't know. I I mean, in New York, I did have, I'm like not a fan of guacamole. Um... (laughs) But during my session, I was tied up. Uh, he brought me food and gave me this chicken sandwich that apparently had guacamole on it. And I didn't know until halfway through. 
So it's like maybe I don't hate it as much as I think I thought, right? And but then like once I knew it was in there, I did start to feel like I think it's the consistency for me for most things. Yeah, but you haven't even had sushi, so yeah, no, I don't know. I think maybe one day, maybe one day I'll definitely so, I'll have to go to Fat Boys. You guys check out. Oh no, no, things. Hazel, Hazel, can I just tie you up and feed you sushi? Yeah. Okay. If you tie me up, I guess I have no choice, right? I mean, you definitely have a choice. I'm not gonna unconsensually give you force feed you sushi. Force feed me. <laughs> but I, I feel like that would be in your comfort zone. I've consented to you being my dom. I think I trust you at that point to force feed me anything. All right. Yes. At that point, if I've consented to you being my dom, then yes. Well, I'm just saying I want to tie you up and feed you sushi. Like it doesn't even have to be anything sexual. I just want. I'm. I just nothing sexual. Just feeding you sushi. Like I feel like this is the, the way to resonate with you to get to the sushi in your mouth, and I want to change your life like this. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay, do you have another one of these? Yes. I, I'm going to need, because I got more of this and none I, of this. <laughs> I, will, I will run and grab you another can. Welcome to the Hazel Grace Show. Um, <laughs> um, where we get drunk and we talk about titties and all the different titties and all the different sizes of titties. And the fact that, like, no girl has this, like, two equal titties. Unless they have fake titties. And even then it's hard to get two equal titties. Titties. Titties are a very interesting subject, and we could talk about them for hours. And so why don't we do that, right? So let's start with the debate between Itty Bitty Titty Committee and the big, beautiful, natural, busty titty, right? So personally, I'm an in-the-middle kind of guy. Like, give me a good—I don't even know if that's considered in the middle because the range, right? Like, it's a hard range, but I— Hazel, grab that ice cube, please. I'm done. <laughs> oh no, you show rolling. <laughs> no, we can definitely talk about tits. Like I, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Are you a, okay? I was just about to tell them. I am a, I'm, I am a breast fan. I was just about to tell them where I land on the scale, like when it comes to sizing of them, because I was telling them we could talk about them for hours. There's lots of right, but like sizing, I'm right in the middle. Like give me a good B or C cup, like kind of like you know, or just ha- like barely has a little under to it. Right. And it just like come out, right? Because like the A's are like kind of just like there, right? Like come out a little, right? But like that perfect little, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's just like a little, like. Well, it, it depends on the body type. Like, you're a C. It depends on the body type. Like, there's definitely girls where like they're small girls and like a C, a C cup would like on someone with your body type would be like, you know, be big fucking tits. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, there's girls that are like a little curvier where like, a D. I still like a B or a C on a curvy girl. So I, I, I want proportions. Well, let me show you a girl. But also, mind because I also have big fucking hands, so like I need at least a handful. Yeah, definitely. So I have this girl in mind just because like she's kind of thickish, right? Um, but her tits are like a B or a C. They're not like huge, but she's got nice hips, nice body, nice figure. This is why I say I could do a good B or C on any size ranging from the tiniest girl up until like maybe a little bit bigger than her even. And then, yeah, I want bustier. But she's like, you know, right? She's like standing beside you. Like she's, she's right? I mean, she's definitely cute. Don't get me wrong. But it's, I don't know what it looks like when it's the bra's off, when, you know, she's not posing. Oh, well, then I can show you that. I'm sure I've got nudes of her. I'll show you later though. All right. But, but, like, if that's a better idea. I mean, she's definitely cute, but yeah, uh, I'd like to see him a little bigger. 
I, a little bigger on that size, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I see what you mean. I was just trying to gauge where you were. I mean, I'd still fuck her. You know? Like, if she wants to get laid tonight, I will put um, out. She's in Miami. Well, get her on a plane. I'm not buying. I uh, I have to get her on a plane. If she was a woman of color, I might do that for you if you'd record it for a melanin. Get my first scene? <laughs> get my, you're like, I'm going to turn you out, Matt. <laughs> I'm going to turn you out, like... I do own uh, I own mailcastingcouch.com. Nice. And one day hope to have so much fucking fun with that turning just turning dudes out. Turning dudes out left and right. Every time you guys message a new point, I'm gonna have like there's gonna be like a public service announcement within the industry and every girl that receives a message that says, Help me. I want to be in porn. I want to be porn star. I want to do porn. I want every time the girls get a message, they're gonna immediately send it to me. And at mailcastingcouch.com. And I'm going to audition you. You may succeed. You may win. You may be the next big thing. But you're probably going to fail. And I'm going to use that scene. <laughs> See, like, I guess I'm like one of the few dudes who, like, I've just never wanted to be talented. Just yeah. Never. I had my fun with it, but now I'm like, I want to be behind the camera. I want to direct. I want to watch the things. I want to create magic. I want to have my sex without the weird angles and the lights. Right. Like, I, I want to have fun. I like sex quite a bit. Don't get me wrong. It's just, especially when I got in, there was only studio work. So you had to choose, you know, the studio chose who male talent worked with. Yeah. And it's like, one, I don't think I could do the job. I have, I have an average penis, and I don't know if I could get it up in that environment. In that environment, true. Like, so I, when I do. I, I, know what, I know what goes into it. So and it's like, especially in, like, the studio system, it's just like, yeah, I don't think I could do the fucking job. So I don't want to do the fucking job. And to, at this point, I, I've said this a bunch recently. Like, I've said no for so long. It's just like, why would I start now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it might be like, I was talking about with somebody recently, like on air, but it's just like, if I got into a relationship with a performer, like, and it was, you know, not just like us hooking up, like, I was actually in a relationship with a performer, I might get turned out to be a stunt cock. Stunt cock is nice. My husband is stunt cock sometimes. Right, like at that point. But also, I have very distinct tattoos, so it's not like, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it at that point. But it's like, it's got to be for the right person. It's not just like... Oh, you're a guy. They're not going to be looking up your tattoos or trying to figure out who you are. I'm not anonymous either. True, but like, I doubt they'll make the connection. They're going to be looking at that chick. Well, but it's one of those things where like, if I'm going to do it, I might as well own it at that point. True. But it's also... It would have to be with someone like I'm actually involved with, not like, mm-hmm. you know, we're hook- not just like we're hooking up or anything like that. There's, there's not someone like, oh, I want to bang you so bad. And like, it, you'll only do it if it's for content. Like, nah, I'm cool. Like, I've had a couple of people be like, oh, I really want to fuck you, but just for content. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Actually, the opposite. I've had a lot of male talent approach me and ask to make content. And I'm like, I would much rather fuck you off camera. Can we just like do this? Do we really need to do the whole thing? <laughs> like, I know you might need content. I don't. Can we just do this? Like, I want to fuck you. I don't want to do the whole my makeup and all the whole thing. But, like, can we just fuck? Sometimes they're like, ah, and they'll get back to me. It's like they won't get back to me because they really just want content. But sometimes they'll get back to me and, like, you know, like, magic will happen. But, like, they are always taken back by it because it's like, I feel like in this industry, um, everybody wants to make content. That's, like, the hot thing. Well, but it's also, like, a lot of times these dudes are using I want to make content to get laid. Exactly. So I'm like, hey, can we skip that barrier? 
Right. I think those are the guys that are like that I've actually been able to hook up with because it's like, okay, she's cool. She gets it. And I'm like, yep, I get it. Let's do this. I am not with the shit. And then like maybe like the third or fourth time I fucked him, we do end up just setting the camera up and making some pretty fire content because at that point we're comfortable with each other. It's natural. We're like just fucking and the cameras are there. And it's uh, it's like a really, really, it's an amazing vibe. Like I will give one shout out to Danny Steele because like we were, you know, and then we made this amazing, we only made one clip and we had a little fling there for a while. We made one clip and that thing did amazing. It's still doing amazing. Check it out. It's some of the most passionate, real morning sex too. It was like we woke up, we're like, we, we should record it this time and then put up a phone and then just, it was awesome. Like <laughs> Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. But yeah, I'd much rather just like, let's pass all that shit. Let's just have some sex. Well, yeah, but not everyone is in this for, you know, sexual gratification. I got in for that. I stayed in for that. I'm still here for that. I am learning to act and do all the other fun things with adult time. I'm really grateful for those opportunities and experiences. Um, but sex, yeah, no, that's why I'm I'm more... I'm wanting for my future plan for me to be behind the camera and directing and producing more um, so that my actual sex life is more off camera than on because for a long time it's been more on camera than off and I'm really enjoying it being off camera and still getting my creative sexual fix with my directing and producing and everything. Um, and even my PA work, like learning lighting and how to highlight these people in their most, you know, aggressive and sexual and vulnerable positions and, and moments and um oh my god i love it so god i love it i just love sex i do uh but i would prefer to have mine i think in the future off camera i'm gonna give my fans a good couple more years i might give them one more anal scene even though i'm not a huge fan but yeah oh shit <laughs> i'll do it for them it's like it's like a boyfriend my fa- i think of my fans like a collective boyfriend honestly that I, I cater to them and I want to make them happy. I really, really do. And like I said, you've heard my how I feel about my boyfriends, right? I want whatever. Like I think of them as like my one collective boyfriend. And sometimes you got to give in to your boyfriend. Sometimes he wants anal and it's like, okay, I love you. I'll give you just one time. <laughs> one time. And so I did that. And now I'm like, they're loving it so much. And I'm like, maybe one more. <laughs> maybe one more. <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love my fucking fans. It's amazing. <laughs> Speaking of having them in all 50, how many states have you had sex in? How many states have I had sex in? Ooh, okay. California, Nevada, Utah. Did I have sex in Idaho? Did I have sex in Idaho? I don't think I did. Okay. Um Texas, um, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, so that's 11, New York, 12, Boston, so that's Massachusetts, 13, uh, Chicago, which is Illinois, so that's 14, um, Hmm. Hmm. New Mexico and Arizona. So that's 1516. Then I count Colorado. That's 17. A lot of states. There are. Um, 
I think 17. I think we're going to round it out. That's fucking 17 or 18. Very respectful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, a lot of those states were like same person. So that's fine. Fill it up though. Because <laughs> like, it's kind of on my bucket list. Like I've been to 45 states. Oh, nice. And I'm like, I kind of want to fucking all of them. But like, you should. <laughs> the, the number I've been to versus the number I've fucked in is. Have you seen all the national parks? I have not. But continue. The number you've been in versus the number you've Is way off. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I've had sex in almost every state I've been in except for Idaho, Virginia, um, and Louisiana. Those are the only states I've been in that I didn't have sex in. That's a bummer you haven't had sex in Louisiana. Like, New Orleans sex. Fuck section. Louisiana. God. I have a bad <laughs> history. I Listen, no. Fuck Louisiana. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but yeah, that is a bummer, huh? Because Louisiana, I used to love it as a kid, right? I'm like, oh, Bourbon Street, I want to do the whole thing. Didn't, I just am not a huge fan of that state. Sorry, also not a huge fan of LSU. So just like multiple reasons why I just like, <laughs> I love you guys. I do. I want to say I wish you the best, but I probably don't. Like Louisiana is just not my place. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and I'm such a sweetheart. I know that sounds so mean and so rude, but like, I don't know. I have to be honest with you guys. I really do because if... This, if the streets are talking, like they will hear that I am not a fan of uh, of Louisiana. Um, but no, I haven't. I will fly there and have sex with someone just to mark it off. But like, listen, if you want to do that, Matt, <laughs> you want to do Bourbon Street for a weekend and have some wild sex and then just dip out. I mean, I think we should have a test run here in California first okay. before we travel. Okay. Like, well, if anybody in Louisiana, oh no, no, like, <laughs> it, it, if it's good here, I will go to. I'll happily go to New Orleans with you. But I don't think. I, I think it's a disastrous plan to not have banged first. Yeah. To travel to bang. I'd be like travel to bang. Travel to bang. Like to travel to bang and then be like, oh, well, that was a horrible fucking time. And like now we're stuck in a hotel room together. Like don't worry. After the pocket, I'll go shave my balls. So like (laughs) So I think I'm off by only like because I haven't been to a lot of states, which is crazy. I still want to hit um Oh, I'm lying. Oh, I we need to add one. So we're at 18 or 19 because I did have sex in Seattle, Washington. Nice. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, I haven't been to Oregon. Montana's a big one I want to hit. North and South Dakota. Um, I want to hit Vermont and Maine. Um, I want to hit uh was Rhode Rhode Island's a thing. That's it is the thing, yes. It very much is a thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I want to hit every state in the states before I um start next year. I want to start uh at some point after you know or in between all those festivals. Uh, start going out of the country. I've never used my passport. That's depressing. Yeah, I've I've had it since 2019. I've just been like hustling, building a business. It's hard, like you said. People don't like it's. I get so jealous watching all my friends doing all these trips and doing all these things. But it's like I have a grind and a hustle to, to focus on that will like provide those trips for me in the future and I have to remind myself of that and to be humble and to be happy for my friends that they're doing these things and having these great amazing experiences and live vicariously through them um, because I have not been able to do that but next year I have been holding it down and being humble and working my ass off and next year um, I will get to do these trips um, by myself probably just like uh, you know working still but like I'll get to do all the things I want to do and use my passport I'm probably just going to do it easy at first I might actually do it this year because I have time I want to hit Canada and Mexico because they're right here. You know, because when I start traveling, I'm trying to go to Australia. and, and Well, the, the fucked up part is like, I've been on six continents. I've never been to Canada. How the fuck? It's right there, Matt. I, exactly. But it's also like when I leave the country, I'm trying to go places that are wildly different than the exactly. States. Exactly. That's my point. So I, when I leave and I start this whole journey of, okay, I'm traveling now. I'm really traveling because I've been traveling and seeing the States a lot. 
Um, uh, but uh, when I start traveling, I want to see worldly places. So I'm like, let me knock out Canada and Mexico. They're literally right here. Let me take a trip to Vermont or Maine and just do the drive. Go to Detroit and just do the drive like Americans, you know, like American teenagers. I have a lot of friends that grew up up there. And like, as a, that was a teenage thing. It was like, oh, we're going to cross the border because it's right there. Yeah, so go to Windsor, Canada. Those, I want to do one of those trips. But, oh, we're just going to cross the border and then go in. And I have friends in Toronto now. Um, so like, I'm how are you in San Diego and not go down to TJ? And well, my husband's a Marine and Marines are actually banned from entering Mexico because of all of the bad history they've had with some bad Marines. A few bad apples that traffic people and drugs and things. <laughs> and so uh, Marines are actually banned from entering Mexico. And I was not going to go into Mexico without my husband. And I, I guess didn't find a friend that was like, hey, let's go to Mexico. But like, um, just I was literally, I lived 45 minutes away from Tijuana. Like I was like. I think 30 minutes from the border and like, what was another 15, 20 minutes in Tijuana? Yeah. So I was like hella close. And I would always complain that too. Cause like, we're so close and we can't go to Mexico. We can't go to Mexico. The only time I've been to Mexico was in TJ. Yeah. I want to go to TJ. I want to go to Saloon. I want to do all the hotspots in Mexico. I want to meet some locals. I want to meet some locals that will take me outside of these um, touristy spots and like take me into their hometown and like, let me party with them. Cause that's what I always do when I go to a spot. I'm finding me a local and you're taking me to the spots that the hole in the wall bars, the restaurants nobody knows about that they're not just trying to fucking force feed tourist shit to you. I want to go to your homeboy's cousin's house and let's party with his abuelita. And like, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> well, and that's the way to do it. Like, that's how I do international travel all the time. I try to get Airbnbs like in hotels in neighborhoods. I always get Airbnbs because you're in the neighborhood. That yep. It makes it easier. I've I've found I've liked Airbnbs for lots of reasons. Obviously, you miss the hotel because you've got the the maid service and everything and all the help. But no, no, like I honestly put my I don't want the maid service in like the whole time I'm there. Oh, really? Like I don't want them in my fucking room. Like I'm. Oh, really? I'm very take advantage of any of like fresh towels. I'll, I'll get them from the desk. Wow. Because I'm I'm very big. I'm like I don't luggage. You don't travel with a lot, huh? Oh, I do. But you don't need a bellman or anybody to take your stuff up? I'm a or? big fucking dude. I, I mean, I've done it myself, too. Listen, I can do it, but I don't want to do it. I'm okay with doing it. It's one. I'm of, okay with doing it, which is why I make the handoff for the Airbnb, because then I get closer to the locals. Well, it's one of those things where, like, I have a lot of hotel points. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of hotel points. Like, I'm Marriott Gold for life. <laughs> Marriott Gold. For life. Dead serious. I'm Marriott Gold for life. If I get three more years of Marriott Platinum, I'm Platinum for life. Jesus Christ. Like 2014 is at the top. (laughs) Twenty fourteen, I spent three hundred nights in Marriott properties. Twenty what year? Twenty fourteen, I spent oh wow three hundred nights in Marriott properties that year. That's three hundred and sixty five days a year. There's you spent three hundred five days not at a Marriott. (laughs) Correct. Correct. (laughs) They're like this nigga lives here. Yeah. Sorry, that was your. I let the N word slip a lot, but Juneteenth was yesterday. I'm allowed to do that anyway. And you see how freely I use it. You're clearly not, you know, but like, I just, you know. I'm a Jew. I'm, I, I'm, I'm that of the white I'm people. A- <laughs> God, don't say that. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a lot of status in Marriott. I have a lot of fucking points. So I, I stay in hotels a fair amount. Like, cause I still have the fucking points. So like, it's yeah. free. Yeah, you should. You should. But uh, I'm really weird about people in my space. So like, I don't want housekeeping in there. Like I'm. I get that. When I do, like, put the thing on the door for housekeeping, I hide certain things. I close certain things. I neaten up because I'm, yeah. Yeah, no, I just would rather them not be there. And especially since in later years, Marriott started offering bonus points if you didn't have housekeeping come in. Like, I'll take my points. Thank you. 
That's crazy. They're like, if you don't use our services, we'll give you points. Mm-hmm. Like, That's crazy. Uh, there were certain warehouses with like 500 points a night that you don't use housekeeping. I'm like, what? I'm like, done. Done. I wasn't going to use it. You know why they're doing that, right? Yeah, it saves on labor. It saves on fucking but okay saves on fucking labor i mean that's great but they should pay their every company should be paying their employees more. they should be paying their employees more but i wasn't going to use the service anyways mm-hmm. so why not get points for it exactly yeah um but no like the airbnb situation i sometimes get a hotel and every time i do i'm grateful because most of the time i don't get a hotel so the few times that i do i'm like oh i don't have to lug my two suitcases my carry-on and my personal item and all my extra shit up to my wherever I'm going. There's a person here to do that. There's a person that's going to do everything. There's a person that's going to bring fresh towels. There's a person that's going to do all these things. Um, so the few times that I do get a hotel, I'm grateful for it because of those amenities. But being in an Airbnb, you have your own space. You feel like you're at home most of the time. If the Airbnb didn't lie on their fucking thing, you feel you're comfortable. You feel like you're at home. You've got a washer and dryer. You've got a fridge. You can go get food. You can like, um, you've got a, a nice bed, a bedroom. You've got, I mean, like, it depends. I I've definitely stayed in some Airbnbs with shit fucking beds. Yeah, definitely. And you can go outside, hang out in the front yard or whatever in the neighborhood. And there's neighbors that know that this is an Airbnb usually and want to talk to you and want to provide tips on local restaurants and bars and fun things that you can do that aren't, you know, like touristy things. And I love that more than anything. And also I'm more comfortable having a few friends. I'm not like a partier because parties are banned. You can't have them on Airbnb. I don't have parties, but I always have a couple friends back to my, my place. And I feel more comfortable doing that in a spacious Airbnb than a hotel room and having a few drinks and just chilling and like, okay, you've got a room. You guys can go. I always try to get an extra bedroom or a futon in the living room. So like my friends can crash or like be, and it's a different experience. I love it. Ugh. God, I spend so much money on Airbnb. I, ha- I hate them. I hate all these, you know, companies. America, right? We love them and we hate them. We, we, I think we don't love them. We put up with them because we have to because those are our options. But like, right? Yeah. But like, they kind of suck. Airbnb fucked me a couple months ago. What happened? Miami. I had like a last minute trip planned before I went and moved there. And last minute, they canceled it and made a whole fucking thing about it, like two days. And I ended up having to go through a whole different service and getting a place. They didn't even solve my problem. And I had booked this place like a week before. And the day I land, I'm having to now figure out I can't land, get my bags, and go to my Airbnb. I don't have a fucking place. And I have friends there, thank God. So, like, I was good. But it's like, why are you putting me through this? I rent with you guys literally all the time. You know, like, it's insane. Um, So, like, you have those moments like that. And, like, they put me off. It's the weekend. So, they put me off on someone that doesn't, live, like, even live in this country. The, this is, English is their second language, which, you know, I, that's totally fine. But, like, we're having the language barrier in the middle of having a very upsetting situation. And there's basically nothing she can do for me. And so we're at this, like, stone, and it's, like, so frustrating, you know? Like, I've given you my money, like, all these things, and this is something that's important. And sometimes you have those fuck-ups with companies. It's not just Airbnb. Sometimes it's car companies or rental companies or... um, Well, especially with Airbnb, because, like, the individual homeowners are, like, you know, not employees of Airbnb, so... At all. And so they basically had canceled because of a... They had accepted because you know you send in the request and they have to accept it or deny it they accepted it without thinking because it's almost like a on their end like a robot like accept all but right, right. and then realize that they couldn't book me the unit because there was a, a water leak in that apartment and there was going to be people working in there and didn't figure it out till last minute that they had booked this unit that they can't rent and i end up fucked 
That's that's fucked. Yeah, it was really, really upsetting. Well, <laughs> my next trip, I got a hotel, and then I was like, ah, no, I want an Airbnb again. <laughs> I mean, that's the nice thing about hotels. Like, when shit like that, like, something goes wrong or it's overbooked, they'll push you in a different property. Like, they'll figure it yes, out. Yes, they will always figure it out and make sure you're okay. Especially if you have status. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> if you have status, they're like, yes, oh, yes. motherfucker, spent a lot of money. I think I'm a Radisson Rewards member, which is the cheap hotels, like the, the stay-ins and stuff. I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. It could definitely be worse. Oh, I don't know. Is that my 12 thing? Because Radisson could also be the autograph collection in Atlanta. No, no, that's Marriott. The autograph. Yeah, Ra- yeah Radisson or the uh, autographs are Marriott. Autograph. Yeah. Those hotels are fucking amazing. I stay at one in uh, Atlanta a lot, or at least I did years ago. Um, amazing. Because I used to stay at the Ritz Carlton, and then that's also Marriott property. We had the DNC there one year, and um, it was booked out on a weekend that I was always there, and I was like, "Fuck," you know. And I started. I stayed at the twelve autograph collection that one time and never went back to the Ritz Carlton. I was like, this is fucking amazing. I love this thing. The autograph collections are generally really nice. The Ritz are a little more stodgy and like... Yeah, it's like the classy old... It's the old money. Autograph is new money. Yeah. Yeah. I've stayed in both. Yeah, same. Same. I love the old money though, too, though. Um, uh, New York has the Benjamin. Very old money. Very... Like that hotel is probably built in like the... the 1890s 1910s i don't know like old money and uh they've you know just barely updated things well and i love rolling into old money places like the ritz like dressed like this like like yo come back here i usually don't i do love when i see people like that but i i want to say like me too or like oh i walk in just like a whore i really wish i could say that because like that's a vibe but I always go in dressed like Jackie Kennedy to the T's. I've got my Ted Baker on. I've got my heels on. It is a vibe. I look like I belong here. <laughs> oh, I definitely. One of my greatest joys in life is rolling into like hotels like that. Like I don't belong here or flying first class and like being like, let's come back, ordering a cocktail like on the 6 a.m. flight yes. in first class. And- I love you. And watching the fucking plebs go back to fucking economy. Look at me like. Who's this motherfucker? Why is he here? Everybody else is in suits, taking a nap, getting ready for work. And when they land, everybody else looks like they belong here. And then Matt's over here in his sweatpants and stained t-shirt, having a and black generally in black cowboy boots. Generally in black leather cowboy boots. I will say, I very rarely fly first class. Fuck that. I'm not paying all that much. Fuck. Oh no no no. This is when I was doing this. I have a private jet. This this is when I was doing this. These were all free upgrades because I had fucking. I had diamond status hotel set at one point. Nobody pays for like first class, right? Unless they're on a business card. Nobody's paying for first class. Right. So. I am, though, I want to say one of those people that I feel judged because if I'm on a 6 a.m. flight, I'm sorry, I'm having a drink. Damn right. <laughs> I'm having well, a drink on a flight at 6 a.m. I'm having a drink. Well, especially in first class where they offer you one before takeoff. My favorite my favorite used to be being in first class from L.A. to San Diego and seeing how many drinks I could pound before they cut off every service. crazy because that's a short-ass flight. Oh, no. I, I made that drive every almost every day for four years. You will spend more time in both airports than you will in the air. That's uh, insane. Like that flight is twenty five minutes. Yeah. So like in first class you get the twenty five minutes. Why are you even doing like just I drove it though and I get why you're flying because that drive horrendous. L A to San Diego horrendous. San well, Diego to L A horrendous. But this is also when I was a business traveler and someone else was paying for it. So it was just like okay, I get my free free flight cocktail and then I would pound try to pound two before the cutoff beverage service. Two? That's all you could get down, Matt. You could do better than that. They have to serve it to me. 
Oh, you have to wait for them. Yeah. <laughs> they have a whole other plane to serve. Meanwhile, Matt's like, I need six of these. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, like, on that flight, it's so short, they only offer beverage service to first class. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Well, I've never taken that flight, but I didn't know that. Yeah, they only offer beverage service to first class. But still, I like, like, client, client. And these are doubles. Like, it's. Um, I know that LA or San Diego, I've taken both from LA and San Diego to Las Vegas. I've taken those flights and you only get one drink, one, and I'm having a drink. I'm like, I'm going what, what airport are you? Um, I what airlines? out of LAX or Burbank or um, the San Diego airport. What airlines? I always do Southwest. That's why. Fuck, fuck Southwest. Yeah, one drink, that's it. Yeah, Delta's like, especially if you're in first class, they're like, whatever you got, whatever you want, dog. <laughs> I have gotten fucking trash between vegas and la i have gotten trash on the flight once i think it was from vegas to alabama i oh, mm, i threw up on a flight but like my husband protected me like he gave me a sweater i threw up into one of our sweaters and then he's like go to the bathroom i went to the bathroom i went in there i cleaned up or whatever and then i passed out like i fell asleep in the bathroom he comes back there like an hour later he's like knocking on the door he's like are you okay? He's trying so hard to not make a scene, right? He right. doesn't want me or us to be kicked off this flight. Because if I had been caught throwing up in the seat, like, I would have been kicked off the flight. He's protecting me from the whole thing. Oh, no, you've been like, I'm motion sick. Fuck you. Right? And then I go and he comes, he gets me from the bathroom. I come back. He's like, you just threw up. Like, every, I didn't even remember puking. He's like, you just threw up everywhere. Like, in our sweater, he threw the sweater away. Like, when they came by for trash. And, like, I have never been that fucked up on a flight ever. And it wasn't even that I got drunk on the flight. It's that we spent so much time in the Las Vegas airport waiting on our next flight that I got trashed at the Las Vegas airport. And they have the smoking rooms. So I'm drinking and I'm smoking. And then we get on the flight and I am sloshed, bro. And, like, that, I've never been drunk on a flight. Like, I mean, I've had a few drinks. I've been feeling good. I've never been drunk as fuck on a flight until then. I have definitely been drunk as fuck on a lot of flights. The worst, the worst was... Flying from Atlanta to London. Oh, God. What is that? 16? 14 hours? Nine. Is nine. it? Yeah, it's only nine. Oh, nice. But it was not nice. I was in premium economy for Virgin Atlantic, which includes free alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I got wine drunk because the fucking being a British Airlines, they only had scotch. Free alcohol? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got fucking wine drunk and like I I went and had to puke it up in the fucking bathroom. Oh god! And then I slept it off like at the very tail end. But yeah, no, there's been lots of flights where I got drunk. When I flew to that wedding in Spain, when my friends came and got me at the airport, like they're like, "You smell like a still." <laughs> I was in business class, like so I'm just like clang clang clang, just keep them going, clang yeah. clang clang. I I promise you, I promise you, if you can't do it regularly. Don't fly international business class. It will fucking spoil you. Okay. Like having the full bed seat and them just waiting on you hand There's and foot. a bed seat. I yeah. forgot about that. My yeah. friend Braylon, Braylon Bailey, she's a performer. She took a flight last night. I, I crashed with him last night. Um, And right before, like, after I got there, she was leaving. She's like, I'm going. You know, I think she went to the East Coast, like New York or Boston or something. And um, she's like, oh, I got a bed this time. I was like, I have never been on one of those. They're great, but the problem is, if you can't do them on the regular, going back to coach afterwards is so hard. It's so hard because, like, I, I know that feeling. It's like I'm spoiled now. I did um, back and forth from Spain um, with the bed, with the bed, uh, back from New York on the way back from Cuba uh, to Japan to Australia, back from Amsterdam, 
Like I've done it a bunch of times. And so those trips where you're like, I went to there, but you didn't say back, right? Or to and from. So like those j- trips on the way back probably sucked, or on the way right. Yeah, like so <laughs> it's Japan, like Japan. I got a free upgrade. Okay. And I felt so bad. Let my audience heard this, but like my buddy who was traveling with me wasn't my on my itinerary, so he got left in coach. Oh, I've never had to leave a friend in coach. Well, and I tried not to. That has to suck. That I tried happen. not to. Like I was like, yo, the person who got my seat in coach, can they? Can I swap with them and? Both the purser and, like, the two people sitting next to me, they're like, this is a 14-hour flight. What are you doing? Yeah, like, take it, bro. Take it. Like, your friend your friend will understand. Yeah. Did and he? It, he was kind of passive-aggressive about it. Yeah, right? I probably, I'm one of those people who's like, my friend might understand, but I'm just going to be a nice person and sit back there with him. I tried to. Please take this. I, I tried to. And, like, they talked me into it. And I, like, I'm drinking the pre-flight mimosas. Ah. As he gets on the plane, I'm like, yo, man, uh, <laughs> are you cool with this? I, Way more lit than he is. And he's, I'm like, are you cool with this? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, you said it. You said you're cool. you said it. You said yes. If you had said no, I would have fucking. But you said yes. But people say yes because they feel bad. That's what. I don't want to sound like a dick. Guess what? I'm gonna hold you to that. Say uh, what you fucking I, mean. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Right. Um, Australia. On the way down there, I was in Comfort Plus, and I kept checking the app to see that there was a one seat left in business class. And I talked to the person, and I'm like, yo. Can I get the, you know, what's the cost on upgrading to the last business class seat? It's a 15-hour flight. I'll fucking pay for it. She's like, let me take you out to the gate agent. Takes me out to the gate agent. He's like, business class is sold out. Go back to your seat. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm walking with the person down the jetway. She's like, oh, it really sucks that you were willing to pay for it. I'm like, yo, if that's still available when the door closes, grab me. Mm-hmm. And I sit down in my row, and I'm like, I'm by myself in this fucking comfort plus floor. I'm like, it'll be fine. Yeah. Then a couple with a baby sits down. Oh my god! I'm like, oh, and I'm in the window seat. I'm like, this is gonna be oh fucking. Oh my god! And you're in the window. You're trapped by them. The door. The door of the plane closes. The person sticks her head through the curtain. Like, right this way, sir. I'm like, oh my god, you are the fucking best. And she's apologizing. Like, the only seat we had available was next to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, you don't understand how much alcohol I'm about to drink on this flight. Yeah, I need that bathroom. Like, <laughs> being right across from the bathroom is amazing. You need that bathroom. Fucking amazing. Um, coming back from Amsterdam, from Amsterdam to New York, that flight fucking saved a friendship because I, me and my friend were on the same itinerary and I did all the booking and he's like five, seven, like 130 fucking pounds. So I put him in middle seats on all, all the flights because I'm a much bigger human. Yeah. He was not happy about it by the time we had flown from Cape Town to fucking Amsterdam and some large Dutchman had been like leaning on him the whole fucking flight for 12 oh, hours. God. And we're running through the Amsterdam airport. We're late because the flight from Cape Town is fucking late. We go to Boy's fun. We'll go to they're already boarding like zone three to America. When you land. Yeah. And like I swipe our boarding passes that we got in Africa and they go red. I'm like, the fuck? What? Go to the counter and they're like, oh, sir, we've been waiting for you. Here you go. Here's your upgrade. What? Upgraded us both to business. I was diamond at this point. So they upgraded us both to business class. And I'm like, Bro, this is how it's really like to travel. Yeah. We drank this. We drank those motherfuckers out of wine, like <laughs> on the nine-hour flight from Amsterdam to New York. We're out, sir. We don't. Yeah, like we're both in business, just getting trashed. I'm like, this is what it's like. <laughs> this is what it's actually like to travel with me. Yeah, I'm sorry about the past, but I'm yeah, I'm sorry about all the shitty flights on the way there. To be fair, we got to use like the Air France lounge and the KLM lounge because of my fucking status. Nice. Like and. After you've been traveling for like 24 hours, being able to take a shower in one of the lounges is yeah. so fucking key. Oh, God. 24 hours. I can't even imagine. Well, because that, like, the way I went to fucking South Africa was 
LA and New York, a day in New York, but I crashed with friends and like partied it up there. Then New York to Paris, fucking 12 hours in Paris. Then we went back to Charles de Gaulle. And because of my status, we were able to hit the Air France lounge, shower up, freshen up there. Before you went to. Before we took the 12 hour flight from Paris to Johannesburg. Jesus Christ. So, like, yeah, like I get a little bougie when, like, one of the few things in this world I get bougie about is my fucking travel. I don't blame you. You gotta, I mean, you, you wanna be comfortable, especially because you're taking this trip when you land. You don't wanna need a whole day to get over the travel. Exactly. You know, because sometimes you do. Sometimes you've traveled. I mean, I do a lot of just across the US from LA to New York or um, uh, LA to F- Miami. And after that day, I need a whole day to recover. And sometimes I don't have that day, but when I do, I'm so grateful for it. And like, it's nice to like, okay, I'm going to Africa. I'm going to Paris. I'm going somewhere. I don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. in America, go through a whole process. And then when I get there, I need a whole day that I can't enjoy Paris that I'm like fucking just trying to get over this travel thing. So I totally get that. Some of the European airlines actually have a thing where they have refreshment lounges. So like on arrival, you can hit the lounge. American Airlines has one of those. I'm a Delta frequent flyer, so I don't know. (laughs) Delta does not. I do American and um, uh, Southwest a lot. I usually do Southwest because I fly with so many bags, and it's kind of big. But, but to the once price. you once you have status, you get those bags for free. Do you? Mm-hmm. Both. Mm-hmm. For how much weight though? Uh, I get fifty pounds with Southwest. Two. I get a hundred pounds of weight and my carry on and you, my personal item. Once you get like at least with, with Delta, once you hit uh, platinum, you get two free seventy-five pound bags. Okay, Delta, I'm coming your way. Yeah. I'm coming your way. I had a bad experience with Delta back in the day, so I haven't used them in forever, but I might give you guys another try. I've had a bad experience with every airline. Well, yeah, every airline has some <laughs> has some fucking problems, but yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I've been I've been with Delta we tight. All right, bet, bet. I'll check them out. Check them out. But Hazel, we actually gotta call ourselves because you and I have to be a place shortly. We do, don't we? So before we get out of here, where can they find you on the things? Um, please check out official hazelgrace.com uh, you can find all of my links there for my Instagram my backup Instagram my Twitter my backup Twitter my OnlyFans and my free OnlyFans um, my Pornhub my mini vids, my Sex Panther direct number my Cam Soda 24 hour voyeur links and my Amazon wish link if you would wish to spoil me hell yeah Hazel it was a blast we will do it again soon but Hazel and I have to go to the comedy store about now so yeah as also at a bit of voice. <laughs> as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer. You can find the Patreon, get the video versions a week early, uncensored at patreon.com slash Matt Slayer. You can find the podcast at and now we drink on Twitter and now we drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Hey.